And now, introducing the man who enrolled in a six-month intensive boot camp meant to prepare him not only for hand-to-hand -hand combat, but also culinary rigors, as the informational packet touted, quote, a complete transformation into everything that makes Guy Fieri the sex symbol and fighting champion that he is, unquote. After a troubling realization that he had not in fact been making and packing lunch for his three and six-year-olds, but instead the homeless man who lived nearby, he finally put his foot down and kicked him out of the big bed last night, insisting, quote, In all honesty, I was a bit confused by how long his beard had gotten, unquote. He is Glenn Clark. Good morning from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio Press Box. It is a Tuesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. He's Kyle Ottenheimer. I'm Glenn Clark. Young Jack might check in at some point this morning as well. We got a lot to do. Young on Jock, if you will. Uh, that's different, I believe. Mm, he's our I intern. Believe. Young Jock. Yeah, really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> he's an interesting. Fall from grace. He's an interesting fellow. That guy. I don't know if he had any more really? than one hit. Did he? I don't think so. What was that one song I he had? I couldn't tell you what it was called. I don't remember Jesus. either. But it was a dance, wasn't it? I believe it was. Yeah. Yes. Um. So. Uh, so yeah, he's here. Anyway, yeah, Young Jock. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's here. Um, I have, uh, I, I have no idea what to make of this. Uh, you know, some days we come in here, there's just nothing to talk about. And some days there are monstrous sports stories, just absolutely massive that we have to cover. And I can't believe that, um, that's what we're doing on today's program, but we got to do it. Drew Forrester made the oh U.S. Senior Open. How weird. Like, is that as big of a deal as it is? It really is a big deal. Right? Dude. Like, it's a really I just kind of don't deal. understand. I can't believe it. It's like, hard to wrap my mind around. I mean, I, I know Drew can play golf, and, you know, I don't I don't really know. I congratulate him. I was like, dude. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, congrats, it's man. completely like, ridiculous. Pretty it's freaking awesome. completely <laughs> ridiculous that Drew Forrester is he be televised? the U.S. Senior Open. Yes, those things are televised. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if they'll show any of his shots. Well, he's like, probably the marquee. I don't think that he's <laughs> the guy that they're going to be most concerned about. But, like, he'll be playing alongside some of the greatest golfers of all time. I don't know if he'll be – like, I, I would assume that some of these guys that qualify end up playing together. Like, they, they don't end up – I I made a joke last night about him being in a pairing with Bernard Longer. I don't think that's going to be the case. I don't assume – We'll talk more about this when Drew joins us tomorrow, but I I'm befuddled. I'm flummoxed by the. Do fact they know like, you know who he is? Like you know like it, shouldn't they probably have not allowed that? I, I mean I'm so like imagine him making Brian Anger jokes. Like imagine, imagine him like somehow having imagine, to do a press conference, right? No, like, he won't have to do a press. Well, conference. if he wins. Well, if he wins, yeah. <laughs> by the way, I've established he's the front runner, and I want to make this very clear: if he doesn't win, I'll never watch the U.S. Senior Open again. Oof. Ever. I will never it's not ever easy for ever you to say. watch the U.S. Senior Open again. You plan if it around it. Win. Yeah, correct. Oh, every year, everybody knows that. Wow. It's out in Omaha. I'm not gonna go. I joke. Like May for a second, I was like, maybe I go just to to see if I can get under his feathers a little bit. But hey, you know, I, I, <laughs> I do. I do. I do wish him well. I cannot no, believe that Drew Forrester is qualified for the U.S. Senior Open. Yeah, that experience is a bit of cognitive dissonance with this ridiculous. one, you know. I, it's just one of those things that I hard I can't really reconcile up in the old noggin. No, he's a very good golfer. I've never like debated no, the know. fact that he was a very good golfer. But it also he's doesn't an it make you outstanding golfer. But so I'm an awful golfer. Yes, I'm a, just a terrible yes. golfer. Now that said, you might not believe it. I still consider myself to be a decent athlete. Mm. So like Drew, mm. Drew, yeah, not the. You yeah. wouldn't necessarily think of him as the. No, he's the not. Peak, he's not an athlete. You know? No, <laughs> by no stretch of the imagination is he an athlete. 
this is the whole golfers aren't athletes thing. Let's make that. No, I he's, he's some sort of athlete. He's just it's a different thing, man. Like it's a, just a Who's different thing. Who's his caddy? I don't know. How would I know that? We'll talk to him about it tomorrow. Settle down over there. You're getting all excited about it. Confused. I, it's weird. <laughs> Trust me. It's we- I am really, really <laughs> flummoxed. I mean, I'm flummoxed by the fact that Drew Forrester is in the U.S. Senior. He had to do like a four-hole play-in, right? Uh, there was a playoff, yes. There was a playoff uh, after qualifying yesterday, and he birdied the fourth hole, and that's how he got in. But again, we will talk about we. It, Congrats we just, to him. We chat with Drew every Wednesday. I thought about saying we should probably move it to today. I don't, but I have no idea. We have a busy doing. enough day today. Yeah, so. We got enough going on, so we'll talk to Drew tomorrow. Uh, coming up in a few minutes, Jim Callis is going to join us from MLB Network, MLB.com, MLB Pipeline. He's got a new mock draft. He has the Orioles going under slot at number five, which I'm sure you guys <laughs> are just thrilled about. I'm sure you're sitting there saying that's what I'm rooting for is. Saving some money. Hell yeah. Now, obviously, they're saving money to spread it out. Saving money to spend money. In the rest of the draft. It's not as if they're taking there are that more money home rounds with them. in this draft to spread it out and yes, all of that. Correct. Yes. They did the same thing a year ago, and the Look, Hudson Haskin that. might end up being a thing. You know, like there's. There is thought that perhaps you got the Carter Baumler, uh, Jordan, you know? Jordan Westberg has looked phenomenal mm-hmm. uh, so far. So we'll see. We, I mean, I'm not telling you they made it. Obviously, the Heston Kerstad thing is a bigger problem that, that sure. has nothing to do with unforeseen them going under slide. It, it's it's not related to that. It's an, another issue sure. that they're dealing with related to Heston Kerstad. We'll see how all that plays out. I don't love the idea of going under slot. Get as talented a player as you can possibly get. If an organization looks at says, look, I think there's four players in this draft. Mm-hmm. And if those are the four that go one, two, three, four, we don't think there's any difference between the Five fifth player ten. and the 12th player in this draft. But we think we can get the 12th player for this amount. I, that's a that's com- their job to figure right, out. And, that's a completely yeah. different circumstance. And that's what they're going to tell you. No matter if, I mean, if they ever do, they'll tell you, we, we, we genuinely believe we got the second best player in the draft last year. That's what they're going to say about Hessen Kurset. That's what they'll say if they do yeah, it. So they got the best lefty power bat by far, the best power college bat, right? Correct. Like all of that. Um, so we'll talk to Jim Callis about that here in a few minutes. Eric Arditi, our buddy from uh, Barstool Sports, is going to check in with us this morning as well. Started a whole phenomenon. Yeah, I don't really understand this. Like, I thought it was one thing, and then I saw him saying it's not that. It's a different thing altogether. What did you think it was? I thought it was because they throw gas. It's not that? It's, it's not to apparently gas up not, the youngins kind of thing? Yeah, correct. Oh, okay. It's because they gas each other up. Okay. That's well, apparently what it is. You could do a double is. entendre. I don't know why I, you couldn't pivot I and guess, make it both. I guess, but you know? like, Dan Connolly wrote about it, and Eric responded to him as like, no, this is because they gas each other up. I was well, like, why oh, don't we gas each other up? You know, I because I don't like you mostly. <laughs> I'm gonna start jack- gassing up Jack though. I think I'm all in on Jack. Don't don't get don't get too comfortable in that seat. Okay. When the summer ends, it's like, not a great seat, by the way. The, it's the chair it's itself. It's not a great seat. You're I'm more right or less just that. okay it's with it, you know. Seat. Um, but yeah, we'll talk to Eric about that because tonight is, I would say, probably the biggest night of the rebuild since the night they drafted Adley. Like it. It the debut just, of Grayson. This is at home. his home debut yeah. at Bowie. It's the first. It's the first time that there has been like a movement sure. among Orioles fans to to get out in and Moss. Mm-hmm. Um, Stan the fan messaged me over the weekend. He's like, "You think I'm gonna have problems getting tickets for Bowie on Tuesday?" I'm like, "You might. You I'd might like to think they could probably might. pull a few strings for old Stan well, to get in the and, stadium." And you know? they did, in yeah. fact. And by the way, last night, Stan the fan and Ross Grimsley caught up with uh, Phil Rye, the uh, assistant general manager, and Adam Pohl, play-by-play voice of the Bay Sox. You can find that right now. 
by going to facebook.com slash pressboxsports or pressboxonline.com. Of course, you go to facebook.com slash pressboxsports. Click on the videos tab. Stan shows, as always, brought to you by C3 American Exteriors this Wednesday. He and Gary Stein will catch up with former UMBC basketball coach Ryan Odom, who, of course, is now out at Utah State. So uh, if you missed that special Bowie Bay Sox show last night with Stan and Ross, you can find it in those locations. But, yes, Grayson Rodriguez makes his home debut for the Bay Sox tonight. It appears as though it is going to be a mob scene, and Eric Arditi started this thing where everybody's going to bring out empty gas cans. Hopefully empty. Well, <laughs> the, be Bay Sox, the Bay be Sox empty, said... Yes. They have to be yeah. empty. We Are you allowed? I know he had discussed the possibility of filling it with beer once you get in the stadium. Is that an option? I don't know. We'll find that out. And is it, we'll o- find is that it out. safe to drink out of that? If it's never, if there's never been anything in it, and that's what the Bay Sox said, they have to be. Of course, yes. They have to be recently purchased. Yes. Gas cans. Right, I get it. But I don't think people will use gas cans normally with the drinking. Not typically, so like, but. Are they we'll, just meant to hold we'll gas? or? What, but, what, what would be the problem? I'm, I'm Why confused. would you not be able yes. to? What about the structure know. of a of a, ru- a rubber gas can mm-hmm. would prevent plastic, you from right, normally, right? That probably plastic, yeah. yes. Um, you know, I don't know, but I don't know. Okay, there we go. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know. That's you know, what we got. that's what we got. Uh, also, later on in the show, the Hall of Famer Gil Brandt is going to check in with us as he is concerned. He said, in fact, his second biggest concern of any team in the NFL is the Ravens' pass rush. Now, that being said, I'm going to guess, like, he's not concerned about some other things because it just doesn't matter, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to guess a few things didn't make Gill's list, like, you know, teams that don't really the have... Bengals' court. offensive line. <laughs> yeah, because it just doesn't... Right. They're not... They're not. You know, it's also weird. His biggest concern in the NFL is the Vikings' kicker. And so I'm a little bit confused by Gill's list. That means he must not be that concerned about the Ravens' pass Yeah, it makes me think (laughs) that perhaps it's not really a ranking as much as it's just eight things that he's concerned about. Sure. But the Ravens are... uh, Excited to chat with him. He's a legend. Why, it's the great Gil Brandt, uh, who's going to check in with us later on. And uh, we're going to celebrate... Yesterday was the 246th birthday of the United States Army. And uh, i got to be honest with you, they don't look a day over 237. That's a good point. So we're going to chat with uh, Staff Sergeant Jackie McKnight about that a little bit later on in the program as well. So all of that coming up on today's show, which is also brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. You can get a free analysis right now. Give them a call, 410-401-9797, or go to c3america.com. Orioles lose 4-3 last night. I watched more of it than I expected to. I had it on, you know. Um, Start, started a little rough. I, I'm not as worked up about everybody else's by the hit-by-pitch thing in the first inning. I don't think for sure that that was a swing. I don't think that – I think there are people that are, like, convinced that that was definitely a horrendous call, and I don't agree with that. Now, if what Brandon Hyde's pissed off about is that he never had the opportunity to ask the first-base umpire. Like, you should be able to – Appeal. Th- that's the way this should work, right? Is they didn't at they at first didn't rule it as a as a, a no swing. They at first well at first they ruled it as a foul ball. Then they went back and replayed it and they said, No, it's not a foul ball, it's a hit by pitch. And in that case, Brandon Hyde's absolutely right that he should have the option. To say, hey, can we check down at first base? Which you're still paying that guy. And make sure an job as well. that the batter didn't swing. Right. Now, I, it's close. I'm not debating that. It's close. But 
it's not such, it's not egregious to me where it's like this was a terrible call. He obviously swung at the ball. No, that can I think that falls into the terms of a check swing. I didn't see the overhead shot. Um, so maybe somebody said, no, there's a really bad look where it's far past home plate. I don't think, based on the other looks that I saw, I don't think that's the case. Yeah. It didn't seem like an egregious, this is definitely a swing situation. No. Now, you know, could it have been ruled that way? Sure, it's possible it could have been ruled that way. Maybe the right call, by the way. Right? Right. Like just... there's, there's no doubt the ball hit the guy in the hands. And after this happens, you have to go get guys out. Like, we're doing this bit where we're trying to say, well, that's the only reason why they scored three runs. Well, no, it's not. It's not. It's one of the base runners in a situation where they scored three runs. And I get it. Dean Kramer's not really good enough that you can just count on him to get out of there, although he was pretty good after the first inning. After the first inning, he was actually um, Mm -hmm. decent. You know, he he had a nice little start after the first inning. But, man, this is is baseball, and we get all worked up about these things. First of all, I don't know why we're getting worked up about anything related to the Orioles this season, but... Cedric Mullins, I get worked up about. No, that's, I don't disagree with that. A couple steals last night. Yeah, yeah. We, One I of mean, them was uncontested, con- but still, Consecutive, you know? in fact. Yeah. He went from first to third. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow. And I think it was when uh, he went to third with two outs, which I was like, I don't think that's necessary. Is that a risk that's really worth taking? As patches to steal third and with, and this I might be, you. you know? I hear you. Um, but yeah, I mean, that happened. It's what it is. The Orioles have now lost 15 straight on the road. What do you want me to say about it? 16. 16? It was 15 last night, it was wasn't 15 it? The, I, I thought it was, four, thought it was 14. Maybe you're right. God. Is it? Is it 16? I think that's 16. <sighs> I believe we you. We will fact check. I believe you. I mean, look, you don't want to win them all on the road, you know? It is 16. Boom. I don't know why I did that math wrong. It's 16. 16. That's all? Just really 16? not math so much as it's just counting. Well, I forgot which day it was. W- I mean, like, I, remembering what day is which is... I think you were conflated by the fact that today is the 15th. Is that what it is? Today's the 15th? Yes. You sure? I am. You sure, sure about that one? You sure it's not 16? No, I, sure, I did double check, but yes, it is the 15th. Um, so there was that. The Orioles lose. I I also gave a little bit of a look see on the Clippers and Jazz last night. I got out of hand quick. It's a really weird feeling that I have as a Suns fan, where I'm like, you I don't know who you'd rather. I don't. See, I know. genuinely don't know which team I'd rather face. If it's the Clippers and the Suns get home court advantage, and look, I think that on paper the Clippers should be better than they are, right? Like that's sort of the elephant in the room, right? right? But, but like they, you think that but they, they haven't been. But in a world where in a world where yeah. like Devin Booker is the scorer and Chris Paul is the ball handler and all. All that right the Clippers have defenders they have guys on their roster that Kawhi or Paul George should be able to guard Devin Booker and Patrick Beverly is sort of a shell of himself he's not really the guy he once yeah. was but in theory right he could be on ball and I don't and know that I'm struggling with the interior as much as I do against the Jazz no I mean that's for sure Rudy Gobert is you know there's no yeah. comparable on the Clippers but Aiton the ball doesn't run it doesn't run through Aiton like no, it's, it, it has been it certainly has. He's Does it factor. run through him? He's a factor. No, he, but he's touching the ball. get him his touches, yes. He's touching the ball. But it's not going to be if the Clippers are playing well, if both Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are playing well and scoring on the perimeter, it's hard to think but you but keep they, up by... It, that's been so inconsistent, that no, the notion it. of that being the case. Like the, the, we're trying to... We're reacting to what we think the Clippers could be I get, I get and not what they have At a certain point, they are been. what they are. Now they were great last night. Obviously, they were phenomenal. Well, Kawhi's last always night. great, right? Yes. Like you can count on Kawhi and 100%. all that. But yeah. I, I really don't know. I mean, I genuinely don't know how it is that I want to see that series play out. The the thing with I still the think Sun- Utah is probably more dangerous, frankly. <sighs> Maybe I I don't. I 
think that I don't know if I I don't know if I can say more dangerous. They have the ability. I think they've been better for sure, but are they more dangerous? I, right, I don't I don't know. And I would add into that the fact that I do think the Suns getting an extra home game would be significant because the Suns' home court advantage has been absurd was that in fight this postseason. No, that was in Denver. That was how many Suns fans. There were thousands of Suns fans that went out. Look, they, they haven't had a team in over 10 years. That, well, and, no, they had a team, Glenn. Thank you. And that city, as I've tried telling people, they care about the Suns and really nothing else. It is, it is not just that the Suns are first among their four pro sports teams. It's that the Suns are first and there's nobody else until about fifth on the list. It's sun, 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 suns. Mercury. And then, yeah, well, actually, they do really like the Mercury out there. Like, the Mercury are actually genuinely a big deal. You know what was oddly a big deal out there? It was arena football, too. They loved arena football in Phoenix. Um, the rest of the teams, you know. It's weird because it's a really big hockey there. market. You like They love their hockey. They do. They, well, they're good. They do. But it's, that's, the, that's the reality for all of them. They love like all you, the other teams out there. You're born in Phoenix, and you're given a yeah, paradise correct. Skates. That's the way it works. Well, I mean, Austin Matthews is from Phoenix, and he's pretty effing good. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, he's pretty effing good, bro. What about Corey Matthews? Uh, I don't know that he was ever a hockey player. He did a lot of things, but I don't think he ever played hockey. I don't think that was the case. So, I don't know. I don't have no idea how to make of that and what to make of it. The uh, Sixers lost last night. Joel, Joel Embiid was a disaster. I mean, just an injured, utter yeah. and complete disaster last night. Yeah, that doesn't explain. You can, you can be injured. It's another thing to go 0 for 12 from the field and miss bunnies in the process. Like, it was an ungodly disaster. And yet, they only lost by three points. So, there's that. Um, that's what was going on. Those series both at 2-2 now. And I think the Suns could use Bridges. I'm, What's that? I think the Suns could have used McCall Bridges. What do you mean? Could, could have they used drafted him. him. Traded him. Oh, the, you mean the Sixers could have used McCall? That's what McCall. I meant, yes. Yeah, I was like, the Suns have him. Yeah, He's yeah. been quite good. I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? Yes. Why would the, the Suns Sixers. need a three-point shooter? You know, they could never use somebody like You're that. You keep saying the Suns. They're, S's, They've got, the they're the ones that have him. Sixers. The, he's a Sun. Sixers. Correct. They don't have any shooters. Yes, it would help them. There's no doubt. They would be much helped by having McCall Bridges, but they got rid of him for next to nothing, and so thank you. His mom works for the Sixers. Yeah, real, real bummer. Long time. Real bummer for her. Real bummer for her, the way it all played out. Maybe not, though, considering I, he's doing pretty well. Yeah, he's doing quite right. well. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. I guess it's okay. Uh, and then, obviously, the other big story today, Major League Baseball has come out, and we talked about the sticky stuff yesterday. They've, they're cracking down, baby. They are cracking down. If you get caught, you're getting a 10-day paid vacation. Oh, you're still That'll getting paid? Teach you. That's ridiculous. A pay you are suspended. So if you're a bad pitcher, pay. If you're a guy who's had struggles, right? Why? Uh, right? Why don't you, you just go out there and be like, I need this and, break? And <laughs> even even the wording beyond that, like, is is there's is a consensus that they're not really trying to stop it. The consensus is. So this is the uh, ESPN story. Major League Baseball is expected to announce Tuesday that it will suspend players caught with any foreign substance for ten days with pay to help curtail the widespread use of grip enhancers. The league, blah, 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 blah. The league is expected to distribute a memo to teams which have been briefed on the broad stro strokes of the policy change that outlines its plans to penalize all players caught by umpires with any foreign substance on their person from the widely used sunscreen and rosin combination to spider tack and industrial glue that has become a favorite among pitchers. The liberal interpretation of rules 3.01 and 6.02, which ban the use of foreign substances, would discipline all substances the same. 
While there is a, quote, broad consensus among players that spider tack is over the line, unquote, a high-ranking person on the player side told ESPN, the full ban of all grip agents could rankle players. Um, I, I, I think the other question is, is how much are they really going to try to find it, right? Like, does it become a... If you're Pineda, it seem like the Grimsley thing, right? Just be less obvious. Yes, correct. It feels a lot like if you're doing what Pineda did, you're getting in trouble. If you're just maybe doing something else, we'll probably be willing to overlook it. Look it. That's what it feels like. I can't state that with certainty, but that's what it feels like when it comes to this. So we'll see how it plays out. But yeah, big penalty, big penalty. You get caught. You're getting paid for 10 days and not have to work. All right? So keep that in mind. You don't want to do that. You definitely don't want it to. Kyle, if you screw up one more time, I'm paying you for two weeks to do no work whatsoever. All right? So you better not screw up. This is a moral conundrum for me. Real tough spot to be in. Always love our conversations with our next guest. Of course, um, we're doing these weekly draft segments, and we caught up with him, I think, five or so weeks ago, and then he put out another mock draft last week, and you guys, I know Orioles fans, thrilled to see with the fifth pick he's got them going under slot. We welcome back into the program our friend Mr. Jim Callis from MLB Network, MLBpipeline.com. He's with us once again here on GCR. Jim, it's Glenn and Kyle in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you. Thank you for taking the time for us as always. Yeah, no, I'm glad, I'm glad to be here. So, uh, you know, it's funny. I've been working draft, like, around the clock and getting up way too early the last couple of days because we're, we're expanding our draft list to 250 this Ooh. today, actually, Ooh. and moving guys around and updating reports and all that. So it's like um, <laughs> I'm kind of tired. But so, uh, so I get this. Let me get this. If, if you get caught using a substance, you yep. get suspended for 10 days but paid? With pay. 10-day suspension with pay. So you okay, better well, not do it, Jim. You're... Well, I'm telling you, don't be surprised. If on July 14th, the day after the draft, I get caught with <laughs> like uh, too much spider tack the on old, my glove, the old 10 day on the, on the uh, keyboard. July 14th, I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can get caught using some spider tack. I guess you are an employee of MLB, right? Like, <laughs> I am, I, and I, I, should, I know the rule now. About, and I want to make it very clear: I'm not suggesting that players are going to purposely attempt to get suspended for 10 days. I don't think that's actually a thing that's going to occur. But it's still a bit of an absurd punishment announcement. It's still a bit, it's a bit much. You're an employee. I won't, I won't press you on that, Jim Callis. Yeah, I, I like won't. to keep my job. I, know, I, I get what you're saying, and it's, it's, it's tough because, and it's not why you have me on, but like, they're, they're limited in what they can do, I guess, to punish guys. It's got to be bargained. I, I mean, I and, get all that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, what's the deterrent there? Oh, I mean, unless I, you're having a really great season and you need to get the 34 starts, something like, like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, man. All right, Jim, uh, you with the, there's, there's a couple things that are interesting to me about your newest mock draft. The first being, we've talked a lot about the possibility of the Orioles going under slot again. It, you, you mentioned in the write-up that they covet Jack Leiter. Are, are we at a place now where if Jack Leiter is off the board with the first four picks, you're assuming no matter what they're going under slot at that point? No, no, I wouldn't say that. Um, I think they, they'd have interest in Henry Davis of Louisville, the catcher. Um, and let me just qualify this, too, that, you know, the draft is a month later. So, like, all the information we have, is, it's as if it were a month earlier than a normal year. So when I did that, dra- that, that mock draft a week ago, it would be like doing a mock draft at the beginning of May in a normal year. Um, and, and things just aren't settled. I, I have not had the Orioles tell me, oh, we're definitely going under slot. 
most clubs think they're going to do that, which is why I went with that scenario in that mock. I, I, I hope as it gets closer, we'll, we'll have more intel, but we don't even really know who the Pirates are taking at number one right now. Um, and, you know, Michael Elias has been seen scouting all these high school shortstops, too. So I, I don't think they're, they're locked in by any stretch of the imagination that it's a done deal. You know, Jack Leiter or, say, Henry Davis is gone, that they're definitely taking a college guy and saving money. It's just that's what – you hear that a lot, and that's what teams think they're going to do, and I kind of lean that way for this mock. What do we need to know about South Freelick specifically? Um, he's, you know, a good player. Uh, I'll give you more information than that. He, he's one of the best pure hitters in the college baseball. He's one of the few college hitters who had a good year. Um, he's one of the fastest players in college baseball this year. He's probably a 70 runner on the 20 to 80 scale. Okay. Um, he could play center field. So you'd be getting a, a polished bat that's a definite center fielder, can really run, really controls the strike zone. Not big power. I mean, I think you're talking that, you know, 15 home run type. But, um, you know, he, he's a very good player. You know, if you're talking about pure talent, he probably belongs like, – I think I said this the last time. I think there's a top tier of, of eight players right now in the draft, and you can kind of chop those up in, in various ways depending on your on your personal preferences. And I think Frelick is, is kind of at the top of the second tier, which would probably extend from like nine to fifteen if you were you know lining everybody up. Okay, I mean, I you know I think Orioles fans are going to say you know, yell and scream about that, and I. I get it. Um, last year, they were able to save some money, and and while the Kerstad thing is is clearly a it's a different conversation because of what he's going through, and so it's hard to judge that. You know, it does seem as though some of the other guys they were able to get are proving to be talents so far, and and it, the notion that this is always a terrible idea, n- not not proven to be the case, maybe. Cor- correct. I mean. You know, what you hear, and I have never heard the Orioles say this directly, is that the reason they took Heston Kerstad is they wanted to get Nick Bitsko, the high school pitcher from Pennsylvania, who a lot of teams were on, and, and you know, but had, had barely pitched. He reclassified last year. And, it, and it's funny how that worked out, because he's hurt now um, already. Hmm. Uh, the, and the Rays took him in the first round. The Orioles didn't get a chance to take him. I mean, we've discussed it. I mean, I, I personally think... You should take who you think is the best player. Right. Now, if that affords you the opportunity to save money, then I would do that too. Like the Cubs really liked Kyle Schwarber, you know, way back when. And then the Astros legitimately liked Carlos Correa. They, they saved a bunch of money on those guys, but they didn't pick them just to save money. So that would be the way I would lean. Like, I, I, I would, talent would be my, my number one factor. And if I could save money, like if I'm going against the grain, sure, I'll save money. And, and I, th- I don't know if I mentioned this on your show, but my, my son got a master's degree in economics, and his thesis on, was on the economics of the draft. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. It's, we finally got He's actually living in the D.C. area now. Very so cool. he, Maybe he's listening yeah, to right. Park Radio. <laughs> Good morning. But, um, but, uh, but anyway, he, um, his, when he did a bunch of simulations, he thinks the best strategy in the draft, not necessarily when you're picking at the, top, at the very top, but is to – somehow thread that needle and save money without scrimping on talent, which as I explained to him, yes, that makes sense, but it's very hard to do. Right. And, and, then, and then go crazy in the later rounds. So he, he, he would not necessarily have been opposed to what the Orioles did last year. Jim Callis is with us. We're talking draft here on Glenn Clark Radio. Jim, you know, the other name that you bring up, this is, this is weird to me, is you bring up Harry Ford, the high school catcher, and how does that work with going under slot? Can't he threaten to go to college? And, and 
can can you go under slot with someone like that? Yeah, yeah, because I think Harry Ford is in that second tier of guys too. Um, where he falls, like if you if we were not that our list is perfect, but I think the, and we try to reflect the consensus when we do our list. I think if you you know somehow had the consensus of all thirty teams, Harry Ford would go I don't know twelve to eighteen somewhere okay. in that range. So yes, you could go under slot if if Harry Ford's looking to turn pro, which I believe he is because he's going to go in the first round somewhere, and you know let's say he's going to go thirteenth is the highest he's going to go you know, without doing a deal, then it then it makes sense for him to cut a deal somewhere over the thirteenth slot and, and below the fifth slot. So yeah, you can you can cut a deal if you're pushing the high school guy off the board. And and, and just to clarify, and I know I wrote and I had them taking South Relic. You know, I mean Michael Elias has been seen, you know, scouting Khalil Watson and scouting Brady House. So I, I you know and, and Jordan Lawler in, in this scenario I did dropped out of the top four picks, and he was our, our top-ranked prospect a couple months ago. And I mean, it's not like he's fallen far. I think we have him at two now. But, um, like, I, I do think those guys are in play. You know, as we get closer, <laughs> like I said, I hope to get a better sense of what the Orioles are actually going to do. We're, we're, we're still kind of in the speculative phase of mock drafts right now. How much of, in general, I guess, the mocking for the Orioles is influenced by, it seems, what they've shown as a preference for, like, college hitters? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that plays into it. I mean, it's, it's funny because I know I sometimes decry mock drafter, mock draft writers for the logic that, like, oh, you know, they took a guy, you know, not the world, but like general, like this team took a guy from Vanderbilt and then they took a guy from Auburn, so they're going to go SEC mm-hmm. again or or something because it doesn't usually work out that way. But like the industry is, you know, the, the, the teams behind the Orioles are convinced. They're going to go college, and if Jack Leiter and Henry Davis are gone, then they'll still go college and cut a deal. And then that you know plays into, hey, look what they did with Kerstad last year. Um, so you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, like I told you guys last year, I think they legitimately liked Kerstad. I'm not. I don't know that they necessarily had Kerstad as the number two guy in the draft, but I think they felt that he was on par with the other guys of that selection, and you know, used that opportunity to save money and, and stockpile it for for later picks. Jim, um, you mentioned that they covet Jack Leiter. Are we closer to having a sense as to whether or not it's possible that Jack Leiter could be there at number five? We we are, and I think it's not. The answer would be not really. Okay. I, I don't think the Pirates are going to take a pitcher at number one. I, I think they're going to take a hitter, and you know they, they've kind of got it narrowed down to three high school shortstops and and Henry Davis, as far as I can tell. And the word is there isn't much separating them, and you know it might be the guy who takes the cheapest deal. Which, if I were the Pirates, I would want that word out on the street too. Mm-hmm. Like it may be that they actually prefer one of those guys, and are just not telling anybody. But um, I don't think they're taking lighter at one. That said, I think there's you know a good chance. I don't really know who Texas's number one guy is. I think lighter's in that mix. Uh, the top guy it would be Leiter or Marcelo Meyer, the high school shortstop, or, or one of the other high school shortstops. Um, if they pass on him, I think the Tigers like him um, pretty good. Um, I, I do think the Tigers' preference would be to take Marcelo Meyer if he somehow fell to three, the California high school shortstop. So, I, yeah, I don't think Jack Leiter is definitely their number one guy. And I do feel like the Red Sox would take him at four. So there's 
I think there's a realistic chance, depending on how these scenarios play out, like especially if, say, Henry Davis goes number one to the Pirates, that Leiter could get out of the first three picks. Yeah. But I don't know if he gets past Boston at four. Boy, that would uh, not like that would be something that we'd be thinking about for a while around here. Not like that would be the case <laughs> at well, all. Well, on July 11th, like if it unfolds that way, first three picks, no Leiter, and then you're going to you know, be waiting breathlessly for three or four minutes to see what the Red Sox do. But, yeah. but I, I think in that case, they would take Jack Leiter. All right. I think you're... At uh, least they won, like, 27 games last year, the Orioles, you know? Right, yeah, <laughs> we got that going for us, which is nice. We won a couple of games last year in a 60-game season that ends up being the difference. Um, there is one name that was new to your top five this time around, and, and you know, it, it's Jackson Job, the high school pitcher from Oklahoma, um, is is that a relevant name only for the Tigers, or is that becoming a relevant name for the entirety of the top five? I, I think in the top five, mainly just for the Tigers. Okay. He's, he's really good. You know, we've discussed high school right-handers. There are teams that are skittish about taking high school right-handers high in the draft because there's risk, and a lot of them get hurt. And the most attractive guys usually are thrown really hard, and the track record of young guys who throw really hard, you know, breaking down is is, is pretty strong. All that said. If you were grading out, if you were just grading out the, the the stuff in the command, Jackson Job, I think, would be the best pitcher in the draft. Wow. Now, you know, he doesn't have the track record of dominating the Southeastern Conference like like Leiter and Rocker do have at Vanderbilt, and the SEC is is is, is much more rugged than Oklahoma uh, high school baseball. But I mean, I've had guys like like Jack, Jackson Job probably has the best slider in the draft. Um, and I've had, I've had guys who've gone in to see him to come out and I go probably a little hyperbole involved, but said on the 20 to 80 scouting scale, they would go 80 slider, 70 fastball, 70 change up, 60 command. Mm. Um, mm. and so like, I think if you're just looking at, at, at pure tools, you know, like I said, he, he would grade out three pitches plus command better than lighter, better than rocker. Now. They've stayed healthier longer than he has. They've they've proven themselves and dominated a much higher level of competition. So not everybody would take him that high. But I, I did. I, I think Job, if he doesn't go three, he goes in that in that seven to eleven range somewhere. Okay. Uh, is right. he perhaps an unlikely candidate for a player that you could try to sign under slot because of that talent? I see. I think he he might be tough because he has a chance to go three. So I don't think he's gonna commit right. to like a like a deep discount at five if he might get yeah like I don't know if he would get full slot at three but he's pretty talented and he I, yeah I don't want to get into who's advising who on right. on radio but he has a advisor who I don't think would be looking to cut a big discount deal mm-hmm. let's just put it that way also just doesn't seem like something the Orioles would be likely based on what I they've done I just don't done. see the Orioles sure. taking a high school pitcher yeah. at five yeah. like that, that that would just really surprise me anything else that you know I wanted to Jim if I could the with the us headed towards the College World Series are there any players that are still playing that are relevant for the top of the draft I mean obviously you know there's the Vanderbilt pitchers but like we know about them is there anybody else that like you know just because this is maybe the one time a year where people might be watching college baseball a little bit more are there any other names that we should be paying attention to that like still could be a factor somehow even in this like under slot scenario yeah, like like I'll throw one out for you for the Orioles. Like I don't think they would do this at five, but you know Ty Madden is probably the third best college pitcher. He's on Texas, um, and 
he's you know he's probably going in that eight to fifteen range also. And so theoretically, like you know, if the Orioles, you know, if we're going to say the Orioles are going to cut a deal with the college guy, they might kick the tires on Ty Madden. I, I could see that. Um, in terms of the very top of the draft, no. Um, they, they, I mean, that would be it. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think who the who the fourth best player at the College World Series would be. Like, I, I don't think there's I don't think there's a fourth guy who's going in the first round. Yeah. At the College World Series, you know the shortstop at NC State, I think is a second round pick, um, but you know the, the twenty through twenty nine range is going to be kind of wide open this year, and, and the college position players are all over the place. And if you told me somebody took Jose Torres in the first round, I I could see that. It wow, wouldn't, it wouldn't totally stun me. You know, like like you'd probably be cutting a deal, and it would be down the twenties. But so he's he's probably the fourth best player. But you, you know it's. Yeah, it would go lighter, rocker, mad, and and then a drop off. That's that's a neat local story. He's a Baltimore kid. He's from. Oh, Calvin that's right. Hall. That's yeah, right. So See, how about that? I yeah, wasn't even neat, thinking of the, uh, the synergy there. Yeah. So, I mean, look, obviously, maybe a little too early to know this, but I think that there's probably I mean, it's worth asking. Like we talked about the Orioles at under slot, and if they were to go under slot at number five, who are the pie in the sky guys that you would be hoping maybe they would be saving the money for? That's tougher because the dra- again, <laughs> the draft is like the timing's all screwed up this year, and it's not screwed up, but they've they changed the timing, so we don't really know signability mm-hmm. on guys. I'm just going to take a peek at our list. I mean, it would be, you know, one category, obvious category would be high school pitchers because sure. they never go as high as they're ranked by publications like ours um, because of the risk involved. So you may be like a. Andrew Painter, and I don't even know if they like these guys in particular, Chase Petty drop. There's a really athletic outfielder from South Carolina who I really like named Will Taylor, who's also a quarterback recruited Clemson, and, and he mm. might cost you extra money. Mm. Um, you know, guys like that. Um, I don't – I haven't heard of any, you know, like draft-eligible second-year college players who have extra leverage right. or are going to want extra money. Um, you know, it, we're, we're probably – Two three weeks away from from figuring out, okay, this guy's signability is going to be an issue, and he's going to slide. But you okay. but you would be looking at, you know, the high school players like you know they they got Colby Mayo and and um, and Carter Baumler. Yep. I mean, those those are usually the guys getting over slot deals. I, and I do think because the college crop is not real deep this year, that a lot of the position players didn't have good years. The pitching's not especially deep. Then. Um, it could. Uh, I think you're going to see college, teams that want college players pushing them up, which means that you know it'll be the high school players you know who who might be there for that those types of picks. At Jim Callis, MLB on Twitter is how you follow him. Jim, what can I plug that's coming up at uh, MLB Pipeline? Well, we have a uh, our, our new draft list will be up tonight. We're expanding to 250. We're rearranging guys. We're updating reports, and then you know, draft related in particular. Jonathan Mayo will have a new mock draft out. I think tomorrow night. So, like, we're alternating week by week. So that makes sense. We're, we're still heavy draft. It's weird because the draft, <laughs> had we been on the usual calendar, the draft would have been last week, and we'd be talking about who the Orioles took at number five rather than, hey, in a month from now, who might they take? Well, this is still what we have, Jim. This is still – they've lost 16 in a row on the road. This is what we're doing. This, these are the conversations we're having. And we always appreciate you taking the time for us. Truly love our conversations, man. No, I, I do too. It's always fun talking to you guys. Thank you, as always, Jim, for taking the time for us this morning. Okay. Take care, guys. Jim Callis, MLB Pipeline, MLB.com, checking in with us. Again, Sal Frelick is the player, and he is scheduled to join us uh, later on this week here on GCR. 
the Boston College outfielder that Jim Callis has going on. Interesting, he's points out Jose Torres as a possible yeah. first round pick. Cool. That's that's a really neat story. It's interesting that he points that out. All right, uh, today's show is also brought to you by Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. We can grab a break, right? We're yeah. we're good here. We come back in. Uh, big night tonight down in Bowie as it's gas night. Grayson Rodriguez makes his home debut. Eric Arditi is going to explain it more to us because I, I admittedly thought it was one thing. It proved to be something else. He'll explain next. It's Glenn Clark Radio from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio. This is how you get a premium cup of coffee. Better and faster than the drip, drip, drip method. And way better than a large urn of lukewarm coffee made who knows when. At Royal Farms, our new Swiss-made coffee machines grind fresh premium beans on the spot and then brew them one cup at a time for the freshest, most flavorful cup of premium coffee you can buy. This is Royal Farms coffee. It's better because it's the freshest coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. Glory Days Grill is celebrating their 25th anniversary this month, featuring their 12-ounce silver anniversary New York strip steak, the smoky thigh wings, a double bacon and cheddar burger, the strip steak sandwich, barbecue chicken bowl, and their silver anniversary turtle cheesecake. Toast to 25 more years with Glory Days Grill's silver anniversary IPA, brewed by Virginia-based brewery Devil's Backbone, and take home a commemorative glass. Celebrate by entering any of their three contests online when a trip to Devil's Backbone Brewing Company, free wings, or lots of other great prizes. Enter online at glorydaysgrill.com slash 25th anniversary. The 25th anniversary menu is available through June 20th. Come in for great food, good sports, and family fun. Sports and Social Maryland is bringing the ultimate UFC fight night experience to you at Live Casino and Hotel. Watch Dustin Poirier take on the former champion, Conor McGregor, and get the ringside feeling with our state-of-the-art AV system and stadium seating. They take sports viewing to the next level with a massive 100-foot media wall, 47-foot big screen, 40 HD TVs, extensive beer selection, big eats, in-venue gaming, bowling, and more. They're raising the sports bar at Sports and Social Maryland. Come see for yourself. Tickets now on sale for UFC 264 at sportssocialmd.com. That's sportssocialmd.com. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. When it comes to cost and quality, Window Nation has you covered, saving you thousands more on your windows compared to national brands while providing the same, if not better, quality. Want detail? Window Nation measures each window three times to ensure proper fit. And after they install your new windows, they leave your home cleaner than it was before. Get 50% off 
every style window, plus put no money down, make no payments, and pay no interest for 24 months. 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you Window Nation, the perfect fit. The biggest pro wrestling stars today and all time all have one thing in common. You've heard them on Jobbing Out. Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Thanks for having us, man. Appreciate it. Adam Cole. How are you guys doing today? And Matt Riddle. Yeah, man. Thanks, man. The champ, Drew McIntyre. Oh, thank you for having me. The great Ron Simmons. Damn. Keith Lee. Appreciate you guys having me, man. Bill Goldberg. My pleasure. Charlotte. Thank you so much for having me. Mick Foley is with us. This is the greatest name for a wrestling show I've ever heard. MJF. I'm glad you're happy I'm on this show because I'm freaking miserable. Yeah. Le champion. Chris Jericho. Le champion. AJ, Aaron, Brandon, and Glenn are talking pro wrestling every week on Jobbing Out. Find it at pressboxonline.com slash radio, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Tweet us at Glenn Clark Radio. 21st Century Talk Radio at glennclarkradio.com. All right, back in here on GCR from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio of Pressbox. Tucker Fest is June 27th at Jerry's Toyota. That's one week from this Sunday. You got to get meet and greet passes. If you want to meet the greatest kicker of all time, you can, but get your meet and greet passes right now at GreatEightsMemorabilia.com as uh, we're raising money for the Brigantz Brigade. You can meet Justin Tucker at TuckerFest and help raise money for the Brigantz Brigade. Get your meet and greet passes, GreatEightsMemorabilia.com with the number eight. Of course, it's going to be a free family fun festival, so it's not just the meet and greet with Justin Tucker. If you've already met Justin Tucker or you don't like the greatest kicker of all time, which sounds very weird, you can still come out for free, have a great time hanging out, live music from Joey Harkerman, Dave Teef, the dunk tank. I know Jeremy Kahn's hopping in the dunk tank at one point. I might be getting the dunk tank at one point during the day. Uh, on top of that, there going to be food trucks, cornhole tournament, other vendors. I know the U.S. Army's coming out with their massive gaming truck for you to hang out, play games. I mean, it's just going to be an amazing day. Put your purple on. Come celebrate. Tucker Fest, June 27th, the Benefit the Brigantz Brigade. And again, get your meet and greet passes right now by going to grade8smemorabilia.com. I, it, it feels like tonight is the biggest night of the rebuild since Adley Rutschman was drafted. It just it feels like everybody's going down to Bowie tonight. Everybody's on board. Grayson Rodriguez makes his home debut with the Bay Sox, and it's, it's, a, it's gas cans. And that part, this, this man's going to need to explain to me. He's our buddy Eric Arditi from Barstool Sports, and he's with us now here on GCR. What's going on, pal? How you doing? Good, good. I'm, like you said, I'm, just, I'm getting ready for tonight. I'm, I'm making sure that I can drink, uh, you know, whatever liquid I need to drink out of my gas can. I, you got to explain. All right, there's, I have so many questions about this. For, uh, first, Are you bringing a funnel to put the liquid into the gas can? Um, I've thought about it. I, I don't think so. I think I'm just going to, you know, bringing a funnel would be too proper. It would be too neat. I'm just going to just let it rip. You know? I think okay. that's a mistake. All right, okay. all right, all right, all right. Let's, let, let, we gotta, let's take a step back first. I am an idiot, and I'm a rube. I assumed that gas can night was about Grayson Rodriguez throwing gas. Well, he does. Yes. But so, so, so this all started, I want to say it was like early May. I had, the twi- I had like the first tweet, with the, the original tweet about it, screenshotted on my phone. I can't see it right now. Um, 
So, so like Gunnar Henderson, when he was hitting every opposite field home run, you know, every when he was hitting six a week or whatever like that, I'd always I'd get on Twitter and I see Grayson retweeting it, and then I see him retweeting DL Hall starts and then Adley's home runs, and the kids say, you know, it's it's a popular saying with the kids, like, oh, you gas them up, right? That's just it's. Right, your hype man. I was you, utterly you unaware of them. this, Eric. I had never heard of the phrase "gas him up" until recently. And Glenn's normally very it. much. Yeah, I'm normally on yeah. top of things. Yes, you know. What I mean? hadn't said it out loud, and then I realized how <laughs> foolish I sounded saying it out loud. But I hadn't said it out loud until like two weeks ago. But so anytime Grayson would would retweet it or something, I'd say like, "Oh, we're gassing up the boys. We're gassing them up." And because again, I thought it was awesome to see. The, the minor league prospects, the top guys, you know, cheering on the the other guys. I was like, this is this is awesome. You could tell that it's not fake. It's 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 all authentic, and and they genuinely like seeing everyone do well. So I talked to him about it, and we we had some conversations, and and it kind of just spiraled out of there. Bowie, you know, I I I think it's a joke. Me and, and Ryan Blake, who does Orioles fan problems, we're, we're like, hey, because like. My cousin's in town, so we were going to go to a game anyway. Like, we bought tickets two weeks ago to the Bowie game. Just being like, oh, yeah, they're home. You know, we should go to a game. Not knowing it was Grayson's first home start. Not knowing we could bring gas cans or anything. And it just spiraled into now. Now on Twitter, it's, hey, you going to the game tonight? You going tonight? Yeah, I'll be there. Where where are you sitting? What section are you sitting? What what time are you getting there? Like, so it's going to be a madhouse. It's going to be an absolute zoo. I talked to one of the other guys on the Bay Sox, and he said, he said, I honestly think Grayson may hit 102 tonight when he when he sees all the gas cans. So are you going to – you should wear, like, coveralls and just look like a mechanic while you have your gas can. <laughs> I, so, so I was talking with Paul, who, who does PR, and, and he's the announcer for the, for the Bay Sox, like, last week. And he was like, we need to do, like, a giveaway. And I said, why not make gas station attendant shirts yeah. with the name tag that says, you know, Grayson's Gas Company or something on the back? And it was like, oh, we don't have enough time. There, you know, there's just there's no way that we could get him in, in time. But I, I believe me, the ideas were running through my head. I, I've been racking my brain trying to trying to come up with stuff. So like is that. this something that like is for tonight? And obviously, it's a special night. Or do you imagine this being something that like whenever Grayson Rodriguez pitches or DL Hall or, or yeah, like, like where where is the gas concept? I sound like such an old man talking about this, right? <laughs> like because I want you to know, I think this is great. I love this because as you and I have talked about before. This fan base needs something. We need something, right? And it's not, first of all, these guys are all tremendous, and we're very excited about that. But we need something to rally around right now. And so I'm, I'm all for the, the, the gas cans. I think it's a, a cool thing that, that the average person that isn't, like, maybe on board with a rebuild or doesn't understand how that works, I think they can embrace this thing. So I want you to know, I'm, I'm largely in favor of it. But is it for tonight, or is this, hey, this should be a thing now Every Bay Sox or like, game throughout, throughout the organization that ascend we, to the Orioles when they get called yes. up, you know. I I'm all for it. I mean, I, if I can bring a gas can to Camden Yards when in in two years when Grayson and DL and hopefully John Means are still starting, I would be all for that. I don't I don't think this is going to be a one night thing. You know, I don't think I'm not going to leave you know the Bay Sox Stadium tonight and throw my gas can in a dumpster and never think about it again. Like. I, I kind of envision this like like when I started tweeting out that you know Happy John Means Day to all that that observe. I'm we're gonna I think we're just gonna keep doing this. And again, DL is gonna be part of it, and and anyone else who is still it's kind of like that. I almost want it to turn into like a carrying the baton type thing, you know, like you pass the baton to to the next guy to the next pitcher, and 
you know, you, you bring, you bring, it's like, it's like kind of like the Virginia Tech lunch pail. Like, oh, you bring your lunch pail to work, you know, the hardest worker in practice or the game or whatever gets it. It's like, oh, starting pitcher goes out and shoves. Here's your gas can. You know, you, you, you were gassing them up tonight. So, but I, but I, I feel know, like there needs to be. Like that, and I, I think it has legs. I think it can evolve I, I, into whatever I, we want it to be. But I feel like there needs to be like a, like somebody has to step up as like the governor of the gas. You know what I mean? Like, I think there <laughs> the should. gas governor. Correct. Like, I think there should be rules to this. Like, like, is it every, did you ever read, I think you and I have talked about it. You ever read Van Valkenburg's piece about Felix Hernandez Day in Seattle and like just how truly like a city was galvanized every time Felix Hernandez would pitch. And I get it. He was Felix Hernandez, and he was one of the – I mean, I, it's it's a different scenario that we're talking about. But, like, I feel like there should be governance for here's how we're doing it, here's when we're doing it. It's either show up to every game all throughout the system and bring your gas cans, or, like, we do it when Grayson Rodriguez pitches, something along those lines. Like, I feel like there should be some sort of governance for it. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with that. And, and – Maybe we see how tonight goes. Maybe if I mean if he goes out and he gets you know two two and a third innings, six earned runs, then you then you put away the gas cans forever. Yeah, that's when I'll be throwing my gas can in the the dumpster probably. But um, no, I mean I don't know. I I I say maybe we see where it goes tonight, like you said, and then me and me and the other the gas members. I don't know the gas. You got it, guys. Yeah, the gas the gas men. The BG and E company, or whatever. Mm. I don't know if this mm. really has a gas sponsorship mm. or something like but that. But the gas company, I think, is okay. I think the gas yeah, company is all right. The Petroleum Patrol. No, well, you're trying like, too hard now. Like, you it's remember good. the Orioles did, what was it, the Orioles Electric Company or whatever a couple years ago with uh, with all the home runs and stuff? Oh, did. I vaguely remember that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. maybe we, we, can try and, we can try and work something in like that. But, but, I, um, but it's got to be something I think that the average person can embrace, even if they're not like fully part of Orioles Twitter, you know what I mean? Like, I think mm-hmm. the, the average Orioles fan has got to be able to understand it. Like, okay, this is this is what we do. This is when we do it. I also want it to be inclusive, right? Like, I don't want to exclude guys who may not be in the top four prospects right now, but who eventually may be deserving of being gassed up, mm. you know? Mm. It's oh, tough. absolutely. It's tough. And, and, I mean, you know, can, can a reliever be gassed up? Absolutely. It doesn't have to just be you know, a starter or anything like that. It's not just the guy who started the game. Like, like what's his name? Who's the guy that struck out 12 the other night? Bishop? Like, gas him up. Yeah. Like, that yeah. guy, you know, that guy should be gassed up. And, and again, not even just like a Bowie thing. G- give me Delmarva. Give me sure. Aberdeen. Let's, let's do Norfolk. But um, I don't, and it, maybe it's going to be a traveling circus, you know, eventually when Grayson and, and DL and Adley, when they get to, to you know, um, to Norfolk and then eventually Baltimore again, uh, hopefully it follows them there. I, I love it. I love it. I just I want to be able to know how to do it. The Kings Court thing with Felix, someone had tweeted that to me and said, I can't wait for this to be Baltimore's, you know, King's King King's Court. And I was like, Oh, that would be awesome. Like if you know, because obviously you're not going to have forty two thousand people at Camden Yards bringing gas cans. I don't think they'd allow them in. But if you could have a section, why not? You know, we gotta we gotta talk to them about that. I why think, wouldn't? How they? about how about this for a name for the group? The Gas Guzzlers. Gas Guzzlers. I like that. But then again, then we have then it turns into the Tide Pod situation. Yeah, and we have I, to remind people like, hey, <laughs> yeah, don't right. don't drink gas. Yeah, like, right. Seriously, don't this do is that. Here and here, but don't right, actually right. drink gas. So are you? 
Are you gonna be? This was a this was a problem, of course, in super bad. No, that was laundry detergent. That's what that yeah, was. Yeah. It was laundry yeah, detergent. Yeah, it's, and you know, yeah. oh, you know what? I may have to I may have to get that uh, screenshot that scene and, and use yeah. that for uh, like Photoshop a little up. something. something. Yeah. Um, yeah are you good. gonna Thank be mixing different? Are you gonna keep it to the same beverage in your gas can? Um, I think we'll just see where the night takes me. Um, I don't think they serve liquor at Bowie, so I don't. Yeah, I was gonna say I haven't been there. I haven't been there in a couple of years, but I don't know. I mean, we'll see. And and I believe I did get clearance from someone who works at the stadium. I said, you know, I, it's brand new. It sells the tags on it. But once I get in there, can I put stuff in there? And right. they were like, well, if you pay for it, I don't see why not. It's, you know, anything can be a cup if you try hard enough. There you so, go. So, but, but, okay, so for people that don't understand why we're asking these questions, the rule is the Bay Sox have said, yes, you may bring – your gas can. An empty, unused. Correct. Like, you, it has to be. are you then unable to bring it back? Or you have to get a new oh, gas can Oh, is it like a, you have to buy time? a new gas can every time? Probably. Or if you wash it out and, like, you know, make sure all the liquid is out of it, you can return. Or, like, did you opt for the biggest gas can you could find? No, no. I got uh, your, your, your typical one-gallon one. Okay. Um, Probably enough know, beer and, can fit in and, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gallon of beer. I mean, that that would that would be that would do me all right tonight. But it was funny because I was talking to Paul again, and he was like, "There's a Home Depot, I guess, right next to yes. the Bay Sox Stadium." And he said, "These people are probably going to be so confused. Like, <laughs> we haven't sold a gas can in three years, and now like we're out of them. What do we do? What is right. going on? Is there another gas shortage coming up? Like, did did we miss something?" All right. So, uh, as yes, I would remind everybody th- there is going to be a huge crowd tonight. There's going to be a massive crowd tonight. So, if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, I would go ahead and do it. There is going to be a massive crowd for tonight in Grayson Rodriguez's first start. Um, so I'd encourage you to go ahead and get tickets now and, and not run the risk of driving down there and getting bad news, which I don't think is impossible as tonight plays out. I think it's totally possible that somebody's going to show up at the ballpark tonight thinking they can just get in, and they're not going to be able to because that's the crowd that's expected, especially with the weather being nice. And and bring your gas can, and then are you doing anything other than the, the drinking? Like, is there something – are you banging the gas – is there anything else that you need to know with the gas can, or is it just bring them up, hold them up in the, the air, something along those lines? Uh, I'm sure some banging will be done. Um, obviously, we're not going to do it if a slider or, like, a curveball or something is coming. I had to make that joke. It was – yeah, I get it. Food. Yeah, I get it. Um, I like my, contractually, I had to. Make no, that you're joke. right. It's, it's. <laughs> I understand. It's un- um, I, No, I mean, I don't know. We'll hold them up, and and you know, maybe you bang them together. You make some noise. Um, I'm. I mean, I'm just excited. I think it's gonna be like one of these college baseball atmospheres you see. You know, like it's it's I, it's just gonna be fun. I I just keep talking to people, and and we we interviewed Grayson on the podcast yesterday. It hasn't come out yet, but we just kept telling him like, dude, it's it's gonna be a zoo. And he said, "That's what I want." He's like, I, "I want the, I want, I want the gas. I want it all. I want the loudness. I want, you know, people going crazy." So that, that's what I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a ton of fun. Like you said, um, it's going to be awesome weather. Like it couldn't have worked out any better. Um, you know, it's still family friendly. We're not, we're not. No one's going to get hurt. It's just going to be a good old right. time at the ballpark, right. except for the opposing team. Yeah, they're Boom. getting hurt. Hell yeah, yeah. absolutely. Akron Rubber Ducks. Yeah, you're in. They're, I don't know if they know what's going on, but they're they're in for it tonight. Oh man, this is going to be great. All right, so um, the Exit Fifty Two podcast this week, Grayson Rodriguez is what you just told us, and at edd twenty two on Twitter. And uh, BarstoolSports.com, but yeah, Lord knows they don't. You you guys don't need any help there. Uh, and and just show up tonight with your gas can. That's what people need to know. That's that's yeah. the whole rundown, right? Yeah. And 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 you know, again, if you're there, you know, I'm in section 109. I'm seeing tweets all over. People are in 101, right behind on plate. 
104. I mean, I know the I know the Bay Sox want to get some pictures, so like, people, you know, hold hold your gas cans up, like you said, bang them, hit them, do something. Uh, it, it'll be uh, it's it's gonna be a good night. So, all right, here's a question for you: What is it gonna take for you to get a gas can tattoo? Ooh. It, it, perfect game. If he throws a perfect game, I'll get a gas can tattoo tomorrow. I love this. I love this. I don't think there's much of a chance of that happening because I don't think they're going to let him go that long. But still. Oh, it would be a real still, shame. Right yeah. It would be a real shame. <laughs> shame. All right, buddy. Appreciate you. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Have fun tonight. Have a good one, guys. Eric Arditi, Barstool Sports, uh, checking in with us here on GCR again. It's going to be a fun night tonight down in Bowie. Uh, be a pretty good night for you to get out and uh, see the Bay Sox. Bring your gas cans. Uh, for Grayson Rodriguez's first home start. But, yes, I would encourage you, go ahead and get your tickets. Hour number one in the books from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio. It's also been brought to you by Window Nation. They have an amazing offer for you right now at Window Nation. 50% off all styles of windows. No money down, no payments, no interest for two full years. An incredible combination. 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. Window Nation, the perfect fit. Into hour number two of the show, our next guest is an icon. He is an absolute legend in the game of football. And he recently put something up at NFL.com ranking eight of the biggest remaining roster concerns. And one of them he's nervous about is the Ravens and their edge rush. And I think a lot of us are in that department when we look at uh, the Ravens and trying to win the AFC this year. Joining us now, it's always a pleasure to welcome back into the show the great Gil Brandt, who is with us here on GCR. Gil, it's Glenn and Kyle in Baltimore. It is always an honor to speak with you. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Well, it's our pleasure, and, and when we talk about the uh, Baltimore franchise, we're talking about a great franchise. Well, they have proven that time and time again. They are, they regularly I had I was chatting with my friend Derek Mason after they did the Julio Jones trade and he said, "Look, I know everybody Heck of wanted a wide receiver. Heck no, of a wide receiver. No doubt about that. Derek Mason was a great one and he said, "Look, Michigan State. I I know everybody in Baltimore is disappointed about not getting Julio Jones, but I just tend to trust that the Ravens are making the right decision." And I said, "Derek, I get it. I get it. I get you no, they get things right more often than they get things wrong." You're you're absolutely right. Look, they put together, uh, starting with Ozzie Newsom, uh, continuing on with the head coach Harbaugh, uh, and and uh, they've done a good job of drafting. And Martindale uh, uh, in 2006, seven and eight, he was at Oakland, and and Al Davis, who's a very good evaluator of coaches, thought he was a very good coach. So. We got to give him a plus for a defensive coordinator, uh, Dick Cass, who was here in Dallas for a while, yeah. and uh, is is kind of a uh, a person that uh, helps uh, Mr. Bashadi yep. give away money. He and his wife did a hunger program, which I think was great. Uh, but Cass does a good job, and then and then you have Roman, who's taught, who's got a quarterback. That never really was taught how to play quarterback, and, uh, and they went well, they went 13 games with him his rookie year at quarterback, and and I think the key to this team this year is the Penn State defensive end that they traded uh, they traded a tackle for to get, and uh, he uh, he should uh, he had you know he had seven seven sacks 
two years ago. Last year he had zero sacks. Right. So I think you're betting on the come on him. And I, I think that uh, uh, knowing knowing Harbaugh like I know Harbaugh, he'll find a way uh, to, to get those guys all working together. And, you know, uh, uh, Queen is a they've, – they've done a good job with the draft. Queen is a good good pick. So uh, uh, I, I think this is a team that's uh, uh, going to be going to be if they get a little bit of a pass rush. Uh, this is a team that's going to be fighting for a playoff spot. Gil, when when you were in this role, would you have been uncomfortable drafting an edge rusher that was coming off a zero sack season? Would that have been something that would have scared you off using a first round pick on him? Yeah, it does. It does. It shows a, a sign of inconsistency. And, um, you know, I, I don't know why he went from seven to none uh, at, at Penn State like he did last year. But I, I do think that uh, I do think he has the capabilities of being a double-digit sack uh, sacker is, is what he is. And if you get that out of your first-round pick, who you traded an offensive tackle for, mm-hmm. Uh, that's not a bad deal. There are people that would say, Gil, um, it doesn't matter if if Adafi Owe is a 10-sack guy or not because the Ravens are going to be just fine blitzing pressure. That's that's what Wink Martindale does. He's going to find it somewhere. Is is, is that, is that too, oversimplifying things too much? Is it too easy to just say, hey, you don't need it all to come from one guy because this scheme will get you the pressure that you need? Well, you know, <laughs> I guess that's oversimplifying it. Uh, you hate to have more. You hate to have only one guy, because if you have only one guy, usually, usually your offense can take him out of the game, or they can make it tough for him to be a, a standout. Whereas if you have two people that can do some things, uh, it makes it a little tougher. But you know, I, I have a great deal of, of faith in Harbaugh. And he'll find some way to make it work. He'll find some way to get it done, is, is what he'll do. So you're betting on Harbaugh, whose skins are on the wall, um, to uh, to get get a pass rush and help his defense. The Hall of Famer Gil Brandt is with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Gil, you mentioned in the piece that, that you expect the Ravens will still add another veteran edge rusher. You threw out Justin Houston's name. I know Melvin Ingram still hasn't signed as of right now. Do, do you think they need to do that, Gil, that they still need to add in one more veteran edge rusher to this group? Well, you can never have too many. Now, Melvin Ingram, a young man from the University of South Carolina who stayed in school and then went to San Diego and, and really played extremely well for the San Diego Chargers, but it's kind of, kind of quieted down after his, I think he's probably about ten years. Yeah. Um, sometimes uh, you can you can rely too much on those guys, and they let you down. Yeah, they help you a little bit, uh, but uh, in the overall picture of things, they don't do enough to win a game for you. I, I understand and, and that. And by that, I mean make a, get sack at a key time, you know. I understand what you're saying, Gil. I, and it's odd. I don't know that I feel as though they need to add. I, I certainly don't think it hurts, as you point out, right? Like, it certainly doesn't hurt to add one. I don't know necessarily that they need to add one of those. Because I would think that it would be more important to see maybe a step forward from Jalen Ferguson this season for the Baltimore Ravens than it would be to add one of those guys. Well, I unfortunately, I think you're right. Because I think sometimes we look and see 
young guys who haven't had their skins on the wall yet. Yeah. But they got they've got a lot uh, going for them, and and I think that that's what we got here. I think that uh, when you start talking about Patrick Queen and and people like that, uh, they're they're pretty good. And give them a chance, and we'll see how good they are. Gil, there have been some rumors that maybe Chandler Jones might not be very happy in Arizona. And we haven't heard yet that he's on the block or anything like that. And we know it's an important year for Cliff Kingsbury, so it wouldn't necessarily make sense for them to want to trade him. But if at some point he says, I'm holding out, you know, you guys have to pay me, how interested would you be if you were, say, the Baltimore Ravens in, in trying to put something together to go get a Chandler Jones? Well, I t- I tell you what, you got to be careful because this year's draft is going to be very good. Okay. Because we had so many people that uh, didn't enter into the draft last year that are here now, and so don't give away the future for one year with no guarantee that because of getting him, you're going to make the playoffs. Interesting, interesting. And you said you say that specifically about how good you think this year's draft class is. Yes. You, I would assume then that you were maybe okay with the fact that the Ravens didn't pull off the Julio Jones trade. Did you did you think that was wise for them to not pay that type of price for Julio? Well, you know, when you're a receiver and you get over 30 years of age, your chances of continuing a run that these had is is not is not there. That your percentages are not in your favor, uh, and. Uh, I think that the young man they drafted from Minnesota, Rashad Bateman, yeah, uh, who who was faster than everybody thought he was, I think he has a chance to be a good wide receiver for him and help him. And I think the running back going into his second year from Ohio State has a good chance of being a good running back for him. So I think that yes, you can always use a, a great player like Julio Jones, but why give up the future for uncertainty? that he's going to play for you, and you're going to win with him. I understand that. I understand exactly what you're saying, Gil. And we, we like both those guys, Bateman and Dobbins, although we you know, we like Julio Jones too. He's, he's been okay during the course yeah, of yeah, his, his career. There's no doubt about that. Gil, how you, how you doing? Everything good in, in your world? How you feeling? I feel good. Everything's good in my world. And, and, and you know, take your hat off to the Bishotis who do such a good job as ownership there. I think that was uh, what, what uh, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Shadi uh, volunteered the amount of money. The food bank, I yep. think it was, just recently. And, uh, you know, if they have any arguments, uh, they don't come become public. They get them settled in the back room. No, they've done that well. And on top of that, Gil, they recently also donated uh, $4 million for scholarships in Ozzie Newsom's name to um, historically black colleges and universities in the state of Maryland as well. So... Um, it's it's pretty significant what it is that the, the Bashadis have been doing. To all we uh, gotta do is get a pass rush. And, <laughs> but the guys didn't get any last year. And all we gotta do is get seven plus three and, and have a double digit, digit pass rush by him, and we'll uh, have a good football team. Gil, from your lips to God's ears, it is it is always an honor, sir, for you to take the time for us. Thank you so much for spending a couple of minutes with us. Continued uh, to healthy you and your entire family. All right. Thank you, Glenn. Appreciate you. Gil Brandt, uh, an absolute icon in the game of football, a true legend, of course, a Hall of Famer, and he's 89 years old. He's 89 years old, and he's still yeah. really sharp, man. He is still really, really sharp. 
Um, uh, truly an honor to get to spend a couple of minutes with the great Gil Brandt this morning. Look, I am, I, I, I'm not opposed to the Ravens adding in one more edge rusher, right? Like it it's not sense. a yes in a rotational but, sense, but. I don't think, to me, that will not prove... I am so... And this is just... I'm down on the guys that are out there, right? Like, I just don't believe that these guys are significant difference makers that I could say this is the difference to me and whether or not the Ravens can win the AFC. I just don't think Justin Houston can be that guy. I don't think Melvin Ingram can. That doesn't mean I don't think they should do it, right? Like, sure, do it as long as... As long as it's not absurd. As long as these guys don't really aren't sitting there thinking that they're getting real money, and that's I I would assume it's part largely of largely impossible, right? Like you, you say that, think. but why wouldn't they be signed if that wasn't the case? Because why sign now when you could just wait until I, like training I, camp is sort of underway and I, you don't have to do I, all the rigors of all that. You I know? get what you're saying, right? But like, there's still the if a team was interested in signing you at this point, well, it, at your price, they would have sure. Correct. But I think they probably have to realize and come to the acceptance that like that's their price, whatever it was initially, is not coming. I. I, you would hope that, at, or you would think that at least at some point that would be the case. I don't think it's make, those guys to me aren't make or break. <sighs> you know, the Chandler Jones thing. It's intriguing. It's super intriguing, Maybe you right? say, well, if Gilbrandt's right about this draft, then you do a future pick, right? Like, Yeah, you say, hey, we're not, we're not looking to trade for 2022. We're looking to trade for 2023. I don't, you know, I think the Cardinals, they would seriously balk at that because they it. are they well, appear you're to be a, team. a second though right like right what are they getting from other people it's all I, that yeah. i hear you i hear you about all that but i eh, that's a that's a rough thing to do all right um hey the, the place to watch the fights now and really the place for all sporting events is sports and social md i i, I have been it is a magical place it is absolutely a spot where you could find yourself losing 12 hours like you could get there in the middle of the afternoon, like, oh, I'll we'll have a beer, you know what I mean? All of a sudden, you're like, well, you know, we're here. Why don't we go ahead and get dinner? Losing 12 hours while gaining a lot of money. <laughs> well, ho- you know, yeah. hopefully. Yeah, Once that comes, you can't do it quite yes. yet. Not quite Eventually, yet. But it is in the future. It is coming. And you can go, obviously, out, out no to the casino and gain some money. Sports and Social Maryland is bringing the ultimate UFC fight night experience to you at Live Casino and Hotel. Watch Dustin Poirier take on former champion Conor McGregor and get that ringside feeling with their state-of-the-art AV system and stadium seating. They take sports viewing to the next level with a massive 100-foot media wall, 47-foot big screen, 40 HD TVs, an extensive beer selection, big eats, in-venue gaming, bowling, and more. They're raising the sports bar at Sports and Social Maryland. Come see for yourself. Tickets now on sale for UFC 264 at SportsSocialMD.com. That's SportsSocialMD.com. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, I got to finish this. I got to finish this. I got to figure out how I want to... I always struggle with the wording of some of these things. I actually had two different stories that were good that I wanted to get to. Uh, okay, so... Uh, blank says he was blanked and blank blank by a blank while blanking blank says he was blanked and blank blank by a blank while blanking. You know what? His Jack participated in a get the, throw Jack up on the screen for a second if you don't mind. 
Um, our, you know, you see yeah, it. our new our new intern Jack uh, Jack Tebow. Uh, it's not actually Tebow; it's Lebo. Jack Lebo is here. Uh, he's uh, helping us out with some uh, social stuff, and and I'm gonna include him on. So, do, do you get that what we're doing is basically a Mad Lib? Yeah, it's a news story. So if you know it, like if you if you're like, oh, I know this one, don't participate. But otherwise, I want you to attempt to fill in the blanks in a silly way. I'll let Kyle do it first, and then I'm going to turn it over to you afterwards. I all right. time with the rhythm of this one. Yeah. Um, you might want to jot down all the, the, the blanks so that you can do a better job. So it's blank says he was blanked and blank blank um, by a blank while blanking. Uh, Monk yes. says he was uh, arrested uh-huh. And and given given billions. Ooh, interesting. I mean, it's a hell of a combination. By a wizard. Okay. Wow. Gilbert Arenas? Hibachi! While dancing. While dancing. It's a tough one. I don't know how any of that would have occurred, but no. None of it. None of that is correct. Okay. None of that is correct. Jack, did you did you, you understand <laughs> what it is that we're asking you to do here? Yeah, I think so. All right. So. Just it doesn't have to make sense. Just feel it out as you go. You're so it's blank says he was blank. You got to st- uh, speak right into the microphone. Blank says he was blank and blank. blanked with an blanked. ed at the end. Okay. Blank says he was blanked with an ed at the end and blank blank by a blank while blanking. Okay. Could be anything. It can be anything at all. But all right. remember these stories typically cheeky. If they end up tragic, we don't normally include them <laughs> because it's not the type of thing that you want to be uh, having fun with. These are typically cheeky stories or wild stories or like they go from silly to crazy, just something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, this is not something that I'm good at. Right, just d- just feel feel it out, day. Jack. Feel it out. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, we could do Harbaugh said he was. Elated. Elated. And. Mm-hmm. Oof. It's hitting the wall here. Yeah, struggling a little bit. Mm-hmm. Again, you're trying to make it make sense. They don't have to make sense. A lot of them make no sense. That's <laughs> that's the concept. So it can just be out there. All right, so then we'll just do like John says he was. John. Mm. Is that like a. Like a John? Like a, right, yeah, 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 correct. Or just like the yeah, man. A man named, named John. A man named John. Okay. okay. Or we get to John Harbaugh. It doesn't matter. We well, all right, either one. Keep going. Um. So John says he was. I'm not good at these. <laughs> Why don't I just do one more and show you how it's done? <laughs> you just, you Nudist. Just, you just got to try to feel uh, – just any words at all work here. You got to keep that in mind. They don't have to make sense. Go ahead. Nudist says he was offended and largely disturbed uh-huh. by a discovery while freestyling. Okay. No, but that's that's the idea. Can you make your way through at least one of these? Yeah, I think I can. Okay. All right. So. I'm going to give you the first one as a type of person. It's a describer for Normally a person. Is. Yes. Well, it could be an animal sometimes, something like that. Yeah. Nice, but, All right. But I don't think the animal talks much. Well, you say that. <laughs> I don't know if you, you say I that. I don't know if you put a... Uh, We've had stories. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, sure. So Michael says he was frustrated. Name well. Yeah, I like I like the proper name thing. <laughs> could be any Mike. It could be George Michael. It could the be singer. any Michael. I think yeah. he might be. Is George so, Michael dead? I think he might be dead. Michael says Not he George was no. Michael says he was angry. No, Michael says he was overwhelmed. Okay, and very excited. Okay, by a meteor. Okay, while sleeping. All right, you you know what? You made it through. <laughs> you made it through, and points for that. Points for go. making it through. I give you credit for that. Give me a number, Kyle, sense. one to six. I'm gonna do one more. Nope, you're not. Give yeah, me a yeah. number. We got the we got the staff sergeant joining us to celebrate the army's birthday. We got to move it along. Uh, number one to six. Parrot. Nope. Says Stop he it was right now. Accosted. I'm gonna choose the number. Number. No, no, no. Will you're be, not. I will choose it then. I will it choose it then. Give yes. me. Ugh, jerk. Uh, two. Gulped. Gulped. Oh, I've seen this story now. Oh, are you familiar with it? It is a uh, Pinocchio-esque. Or the, uh, yeah, I believe that was the story where the man was eaten. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. all right, yeah. yeah. Oh, this not the first thing people think of when they think of Pinocchio. They think of the wooden nose. No. <laughs> oh. uh, uh, yeah, Have, are you familiar with the story, Jack? No, all right, I'm, well, I'm not. All right, I'll give you one more try at it. The second word is gulped. Blank says he was gulped and blank blank by a blank while blanking. It's not a good hand. I still <laughs> come on, come on. All right, so the man says he was. Gold. It's two words. I only gave you one. Oh, you can't do it. Okay. Yeah. All right, so we'll go back to just Mike. 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 <laughs> Mike. Normally, he'll tell you if you get it right. Yeah. Yeah. Normally, so. I, I will always tell you if you get it right. No, so, it's it's definitely, so it's not Mike. Well, but he did say Michael the first time, in fairness. Yeah. So this is different. You got to keep that in mind. Yeah. All right. Um, so we're going to change it because clearly it's not my guy, Mike. I'm also going to be, it's not a proper name. Okay. It's a descriptive term for a, a person. You know, like mechanic. Yes. It is a, a, a job, right. in fact. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to put way too much thought into this because I, I... It's largely you want to turn your brain off and just say... Yeah, well, exactly. Just, just whatever, whatever, just whatever, whatever, whatever yes. flies yes. out yes. of your just mouth. Just let it go. So, for example, it could be intern or it could be, you know, um, uh, uh, fatty. It could be, um, you know, so any of those do things. Doctor says doctor. he was gulped. Okay. And... <laughs> Doctor says the, the gulp should help you get to the next couple of words. It's, you say that, but it also is it leads you down some alleys you probably shouldn't be. Going. I mean, okay, if you're going that <laughs> route, yes, <laughs> yeah. I understand. Um, this is more on the amazing side. Yeah, yeah, this is more. This is not amazing. sexual. No, I'm so bad. At I can't even get. I don't want to like embarrass myself in front of everybody. You've already done no, that. Yeah, this uh, is yeah. you're yeah. way past that. Yeah. Yeah. You're Definitely. way. It's yeah. more embarrassing that you can't just come up with any words at all and finish out the sentence. <laughs> Name a number. That's more embarrassing. Any yeah, number yeah, right. at all, <laughs> and you but, win. Uh, <laughs> nobody expects you to get it right. The point of the game is not to get it right. I want to make that very clear. This is not the point of the game. The point of the game is to be silly with your guesses. That's the point of the game. Okay. Did you have an imagination as a child? Yeah. Clearly, it's not. It doesn't come back to me. I may have had one, but not right now. Um, so, doctor says he was gulped and disturbed. No, there's two words. So it's blank, blank. It's okay, that's mm -hmm. a natural. Yeah, everyone has. Yeah. You, you know. Yep. Um, so, doctor says he was 
goal. But you can, you know, you can fix that. You can leave disturbed is the second word. Yes, you, know, you can say like very disturbed. disturbed. Yeah, so you know? the doctor like says yes. gulped and very disturbed by by a by a shark. Uh huh. You know, that's uh-huh. actually somewhat it's very close. close. <laughs> very close. By a shark while, um, I guess while fishing. I mean, all things considered, you're close. Two of these are incredibly close. Yeah. It was a whale, not a shark, and he was diving. He was not fishing. Oh, okay. So you know, those two are close enough that I'm going to give you partial credit for yeah. it. And again, the point is not to get it right. <laughs> the point is to be absurd. It was Moby Dick, not Pinocchio. Yeah, I was going to say I don't know yeah. what the Pinocchio thing was, but yes, Moby Dick yeah, yeah, was yeah. was definitely Captain Ahab. Yes, Captain Ahab, 100 percent, 100. It's a little bit different. Also, there's a biblical story about Jonah and the whale. That was the Wasn't one. Wasn't that a movie with Michael Sarah? Jonah and the Whale? <laughs> what? No, Jonah. All right, all right. I get what you're doing there. Um, the uh, the lob- It was a lobsterman. A lobsterman says he was gulped and spat out. Am I a lobsterman? By a whale. Lobster? No, that does not make you a lobsterman. You have to be a man who goes out fishing for lobster. So That's Kramer is a lobsterman? Yes. Or was yes. in an instance? Was, yes. yes, correct. A lobsterman. That one absolutely plays. Uh, from the BBC is where it's. By the way, it's everywhere. The story. Yeah, so I yeah, just yeah. happened to pull it from the BBC. Is uh, where I got this one. It's uh, a man named Michael Packard, who uh, was, was in, fine. Like he was just uh, perfectly again, okay. But this is all coming from him. Se- you don't thought, believe him? Thought. Eh, I got questions. I got questions. Nobody caught it on video. Nobody. If you wanted you some would. attention, <laughs> if you wanted some attention, why not saying it? A uh, lobsterman in Cape Cod thought he'd been attacked by a shark, but realized he was in a whale's mouth. Michael Packard says he was diving when he ended up in the marine giant's mouth for about 30 to 40 seconds off Provincetown, Massachusetts. His topside crewmate, who had been desperately scanning the water for tell- telltale bubbles from Mr. Packard's oxygen respirator, hauled him back into the boat. And here, apparently, he's in quite good spirits. I was uh, under... Not terribly shaken. I was led to believe he went through the... He was swallowed. You don't get out that way, I suppose. You, no, you think that he was pooped out is what you were trying to Captain suggest? Captain Ahab was swallowed. Right. No, he was not pooped out. He was he was in the mouth, and then he came back out that okay. way. Well, that better for be him. The, I would assume that was a much more... I don't think that that would happen quick enough for you to be able to survive. I also have to imagine there's like stomach acid and stuff. Yeah, I think you're dead if you get too far into the process. We don't know that. I don't know, but I think that it's a reasonable assumption that can be made. I think that's the case. All right. Uh, finish this was also brought to you today by uh, what What break number do we need to do? We're doing two. break number two. Thank you, Kyle. I appreciate that. So this one's brought to you by Glory Days Grill, where they're celebrating their 25th anniversary, and they're giving you the benefits of an incredible menu, including the double bacon and cheddar burger, the barbecue chicken bowl with ancient grains, as well as the smoky thigh wings. They are glorious. The Turtle Cheesecake, the Silver Anniversary IPA. It's all available right now at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. Plus, they want to give you a trip to Devil's Backbone down in North Carolina. Go to glorydaysgrill.com in order to find out more. Help them celebrate their 25th anniversary. May there be 500 more at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. Speaking of celebrating anniversaries, yesterday was the 246th birthday for the U.S. Army. We want to celebrate that a little bit. We'll do it next. It's Glenn Clark Radio from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio. 
Hey, this is Chris Rowland from Great Ace Memorabilia. And June 27th from 12 to 4, we want to invite you out to the first ever Tucker Fest for the Brigands Brigade Foundation. Come meet Justin Tucker. Listen to a free live concert from Joey Harkham and Dave Teeth. Jeremy Kahn will be in the Express Exterior Design Dunk Booth. We'll have food trucks from Jimmy's Famous Seafood, vendors, and a huge cornhole tournament. This is a free family fun event on Sunday, June 27th from 12 to 4 p.m. at Jerry's Toyota on Bel Air Road. For more information, go to GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. That's Great Eights with the number eight letter S. And remember, Great Eights Memorabilia, be great. Sports and Social Maryland is bringing the ultimate UFC fight night experience to you at Live Casino and Hotel. Watch Dustin Poirier take on the former champion, Conor McGregor, and get the ringside feeling with our state-of-the-art AV system and stadium seating. They take sports viewing to the next level with a massive 100-foot media wall, 47-foot big screen, 40 HD TVs, extensive beer selection, big eats, in-venue gaming, bowling, and more. They're raising the sports bar at Sports and Social Maryland. Come see for yourself. Tickets now on sale for UFC 264 at sportssocialmd.com. That's sportssocialmd.com. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. Here it Watch out! For the first time, the PGA Tour's FedEx Cup Playoffs is coming to Maryland. The top 70 players in the world converge on Kays Valley Golf Club for the 2021 BMW Championship, August 24th through 29th, 2021. Baltimore's iconic and challenging course provides the perfect test as the playoffs heat up. Tickets are now available. Don't miss your chance to watch the drama unfold. Visit BMWChampionship.com today. For more than 100 years, Chesapeake Employers Insurance has been helping Maryland businesses keep their workers safe. With competitive pricing and an AM Best, A-minus financial strength rating, it's no surprise that Chesapeake Employers is Maryland's largest writer of workers' comp insurance. At the end of every workday, someone's waiting for your safe return. Connect with your agent or visit CEIWC.com. Redefine your skills, inspire change, and make a difference. The Army offers the new generation of youth the ability to be part of something bigger than themselves, while also improving who they will become individually. Soldiers have the ability to impact the world in many different ways. The Army supports humanitarian missions ranging from the COVID-19 response to natural and man-made disasters. Visit GoArmy.com forward slash Baltimore. The journey begins on remote mountain farms and plantations in the lush tropical regions of countries like Colombia and Brazil, where the best coffee beans are grown. The beans are harvested by hand, carefully sorted, bagged, shipped, and finally roasted. And the journey ends as your cup of rich, flavorful Royal Farms coffee, the freshest and best coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Hi, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. When it comes to cost and quality, Window Nation has you covered, saving you thousands more on your windows compared to national brands while providing the same, if not better, quality. Want detail? Window Nation measures each window three times to ensure proper fit. And after they install your new windows, they leave your home cleaner than it was before. Get 50% off 
every style window, plus put no money down, make no payments, and pay no interest for 24 months. 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you Window Nation, the perfect fit. You are out. You are listening to Glenn Clark Radio at glennclarkradio.com. All right, back in here on GCR from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio Press Box. Chesapeake Employers Insurance is your workers' compensation insurance specialist. Did you know yesterday was the 246th birthday of the United States Army? Did you know that? I bet Kyle didn't know that. Would you get them? Would you get the Army for their birthday? Um... I, it's in the yeah. shipping. It's in the mail. Yeah, okay. I'm sure it'll get there. I'm sure it'll get there soon. I thought it was me. Yeah, right. Joining us now here in studio in the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio, it's a pleasure to have uh, Staff Sergeant Jackie McKnight, who is with us this morning, to help us celebrate the birthday, but also because I got some stories that we're going to tell during the course of this conversation. Staff Sergeant, great to see you. Thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you very much for having me here. How are y'all doing today? I'm great. What is the tra- like? What is the t- traditional gift for 246 years? Like, is it like orange peel? Like, what's the what's the 246th birthday gift? So amazingly enough, it's going to be something that you should already expect. We run. <laughs> we run. Yeah. Everybody that can run will get. Oddly that enough, morning. that's the 246th and a day birthday gift too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, really and weird how two, that works. Guess what? 247 is going to be uh, oh, running. Man. Running. Oh, we got to stay in shape, man. That's the way it goes. How many flutter kicks do you do a day? Oh, me right now? Um, yeah. I'll give you a solid two. Yeah? Yeah. I feel better no, about no. myself. I feel better <laughs> about myself now. Oh. No, I mean, we do our PT every morning or at least daily somehow. You got to stay in shape. Yep. You know? Of course. We're I, a fighting force. I uh, I try to do crunches every morning. So I used to be uh, a bit uh, larger. Um, not that I'm in great shape now, but I used to be a bit larger. So I, I try to take it very serious. I got kids now. I want to be, you know, like I don't want to die. Like I want to. <laughs> I want to try to get novel, through life. Novel concept. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's I a goal. To, I try to stay a little bit healthier than I was once upon a time. So I try to do crunches every morning, right? Like to get day going, that type of deal. I try to do 100 crunches every morning. And then there's some mornings where I get down on the floor, and then 30 minutes later, I realize I've done no crunches. I've just been laying on the floor like um, not getting to that part of the day where you try to get your day going. Well, you took the first step. Yeah, that's right? the most important one. I at least got down. You on got the down floor. there. Correct. <laughs> I attempted to do the crunches. We have I didn't to pull them off. We have a new uh, Army Combat Fitness test. Okay, that, so uh, we are introducing, and you know, maybe we can get you down there to oh, try it out. Oh, there's no day. chance. There's no what a disaster that would be. What does it entail? What is the new Army Combat Fitness test? So we entail? have six events now. Um, the first one is the medial deadlift, where you have to deadlift a certain amount of weight. But do you, know, you know what the number is? Uh, the minimum is 130 pounds. Okay, I think, I'd be, okay. I think I'd be okay. You you can do that. And how many how many times do you have to? Three times. Oh, I think I could do that. Easy I think I could work. deadlift. You might be a little too confident, though. No, I and I'm not trying to. T- I, I'm not trying he's to suggest I could do. He's got, I'm not he saying was, I'm going to do ten reps. His doctor told him he had the back of a seventy year old. Yeah. Once. Now, hang on a second though. Every night, every <laughs> night, I have a six year old and a four year old, and every night I throw them in the air and catch them 10 times okay. both of them catches them like eight times no <laughs> yeah, right. well that leads into one of our events we have something called the standing power throw we actually have to throw a 10 pound ball backwards over your head and it has to go a certain distance how far does it have to go um i can't give you the exact number off the top of my head okay right so now. i actually think i'd be now you, you'll kill you, that now you say you're standing i do uh so they also ask me this we call it fun stuff every night before we go to bed i throw them in the air 10 times right then I hang them over my shoulders and I spin them around for like 20 seconds. And then we do a thing where I, they jump from the bed 
into my arms like six feet, and then I throw them like ten feet See, back to the bed. Right? That's training. Right? So, that's kind of safe, right? Oh yeah. It's a, it's. It, yeah. I, by the way, my six year old. We're getting awkwardly to the point where I'm gonna have to say to him, "Chief, it's over. Like it's it's over. We can't do all of the things that we've been doing before because." You're growing, and this thing is no longer an option. But sometimes he, they ask for specific types of throws, and sometimes they ask me to to do like almost a suplex, like turn around and throw them over my head onto the bed. Are we now wrestling? Oh, oh, big time, pal. Are we not big WWE time. right now? Staff sergeant. They have aspirations. They, you have no idea. They come home every day. And they're like, let's go wrestle. They rip off all their clothes because, of course, wrestlers wrestle in their underwear. They, so they have to wrestle in their underwear. And they run. I got two boys. This is the my house looks like WrestleMania at all times. Like they are upstairs beating the tar out of each other on the bed. And so yes, they regularly ask me to do the bit where I throw them over my head onto the bed, and I get nervous as hell every time. But so far, so good. So far, yeah. That's somebody's wa- somebody's listening right now in child yeah. protective <laughs> services. Okay. I'm gonna say, just be able to explain the rules to the teachers when you go Correct. to school. It's okay. It's okay. Dad it's, just suplexed me. It's fun stuff. That's what we're doing. You gotta have them sign a waiver <laughs> indicating <laughs> that they know what's going on. <laughs> I'm their parent. I can make those decisions for them, right? All right, what else is on this test? Um, we have that. We have the hand release push-up, which is just a push-up, and then you bring your hands up. You have to do, I think, it's about 20 of those to pass. Might I think be it could have just been a regular set of push-ups for 20. Yeah, might might, we, might, we might. That might, uh, that might be the first one. Pass. I'll say 10. I think it's around okay. 10 to pass. All right, I can do 10. Is this sort of like the, do the, the presidential fitness test where if you can't do pull-ups, you're going to be allowed to do the flex arm hang, so he won't be able to do the ones where he pushes and lifts his hands, but yeah. you understand that. Y- yeah, that's not an option for that. <laughs> uh, I could be in trouble then. I could be in trouble. We have some, uh, one uh, other thing called the uh, sprint drag carry where you run down 25 meters and back. Ooh, that's already too much. you drag a 90-pound sled um, down and back 25 meters. I think 25 meters? Yeah, down and back. You'll be fine. How fast? <sighs> Is there um, a time? You have three minutes to do this, and then you run down. Well, excuse me. You side straddle down. And back 25 meters, then you pick up two kettlebells that were 40 pounds a piece. Oh my god, and you go down. Right, and I'm back. out. I'm <laughs> sorry, I'm out. I'm out. I was with you for a little yeah, while. You staff had sergeant. him at running 25 I'm meters. Out. <laughs> I'm <laughs> out, man. And there's still a two mile run at the end. Oh, of this. for god's sake, you'll be fine. What's the time yeah. limit on two minutes? Is it like uh, 21 minutes currently? I think. You don't quote what? me on this. I'm approximately around 21 minutes. I think I, 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 in fairness, yeah, I, I've, I I don't know if you've heard. I'm actually the 25th fastest mm. man in Annapolis, so I'm I'm good. No, there are not. There. Are there only this 25 is, people? No, legitimately. I finished, I ran the Annapolis ten, uh, the 10K a couple years ago, and I am not a runner. And all of a sudden, I, I got the results back, and among adult males, I was 25th out of, like, 600, which is one of the dumbest, like... <laughs> It makes no sense in the world. It's like, I thought you weren't runner. I'm like, I guess I wanted it over quickly. I don't know how to explain how I finished 25th in the Annapolis 10K. That's a lot of people's motivation when running is the faster I can get yeah, this right? done with. Just get on with my I day. I don't have to do this Correct. anymore. <laughs> you know what I do is I say, that's why I don't run. Because then I don't have to think about that thought at all. Um, all right. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to make it. But, yes, at some point I would be willing, for the, for the sake of comedy... I would be willing to give it a shot. The invitation is there. Now right. you just said it. So All you know, right. now it's All a right. thing. Now we'll make it happen at some point. Staff Sergeant, uh, give me your background. How'd you end up in the Army? What's your story? I'm born and raised in a small town in South Carolina, Hemingway, South Carolina. Uh, graduated from the University of South Carolina. Go Gamecocks. You were an athlete, right? You were. A... I played college ball my freshman year before I tore my knee up. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
a little bit. But uh, you know, that's neither you know there. You graduated from school. Um, I was my degrees in political science. I was working at a car dealership. But did you get to like play with anybody? Like, was there like, do you have like a cool story about like you guarded so and so in high school yeah, right? or something um, like that? Ronaldo Balkman. Not sure All if right. you know him. I hundred percent know Ronaldo. Um, he used. Oh God. He'll never hear this, hopefully. <laughs> um, well, we, Twitter's about to. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, used to play in the gyms there. Wasn't very good. Really? But, got hey, better. he got drafted first <laughs> yeah, round by the Knicks, say, so yeah, what right? do I know? Like, I can shut it up. I, think he's, <laughs> I don't think he stayed in the NBA very long, but, like, I think he's still playing somewhere. Oh, he's still playing. Like, yeah. He was a great hustle still... player. He was a great hustle player, but you know if you play uh, Sidney Rice who played football, yeah, one hundred percent. Um, played against him a couple times. He could jump pretty high. Alshon Jeffrey, um, <laughs> he also six, used to, six five, six four, something like I that. Think, right? Are you from South Carolina? I am. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, yes. correct. Yeah. Yes. I am. I'm from there. So graduated from Ky- South Carolina. Kyle doesn't always listen, unfortunately. Like he hears like every fifth thing that's said. And then something said. happens yes. and I miss yeah. it. And so my bad. <laughs> yeah. He heard the important things. Yeah. Right. The names. <laughs> so I graduated from there and was working at a car dealership. Um, got hired as a manager there. It was great, buying cars every day. But it wasn't what I wanted to do. It wasn't really fulfilling me. My degree is political science. So I walked into an Army recruiting office, and um, I asked for one job and one job only, really. Hmm. I said, I want to do public affairs. And they gave him my paperwork, went and took a test, and they said, when do you want to go? Hmm. So then I went back to my job and said, hey, I quit. <laughs> anyway, how old were you at this point? 25. 25. Okay. 25. So this is, I think, an interesting story because I think a lot of people think you, you have to join the Army right out of high school. Like, that's the way that it works. You had already gone on and, like, you were out of college at this point. Um, Might have been one of the older guys at the point when you enlisted, right? I was one of the older ones in there. Yeah. I wasn't called Pops or anything like that. Right. But I was one of <laughs> So this is a true story. Oh, man, I don't know if I've actually told the story. I, a couple years ago experienced a level of like I, somebody somebody would call it a midlife crisis i'd like to hope that i wasn't quite at my midlife point at that like i hope that's not the case it's okay i have one every five years <laughs> i mean i i had this feeling of i wish that i would have done it i wish that i would have done it so i started doing i said could i still join the reserves at this point now i was past 35 okay. so i couldn't do it in the, there was i could only do it with the air force and then it turns out there was a medical thing that I was not able to, to, to get clearance to do. But I experienced a great deal of, I wish I would have. I, I could have used this. This would have been good for me. I didn't understand that when I was, when I was a punk and I was 17. And you know I thought I knew everything and I wasn't going to listen to somebody yell at me. But I legitimately, like my wife and I had lengthy conversations about it. She was furious that I was going to do it because it was going to mean time away. But she understood like that's the way that it was going to work. Um, I legitimately was moving forward to try to join at a, vi- a significantly later stage in, in life. Um, when we I got was older. I mean, I, wait, wait, have you though? Yes, yes. So 35 is our cutoff age. We have some ways that you still can join past 35, like direct commissioning. Um, there are ways, but typically, like I said, our cutoff age is 35. 35 yeah. When I was in basic training, I think there was a 38 year old in there hmm. with me. Really? Yes, he had a PhD as well. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't have that. Don't yeah, I'm out. I'm out <laughs> in that department. Uh, but I think that's an interesting story, right? Because I think a lot of people would say, like, this is just something that you do when you're in high school. But you're saying, no, this is this is not. This is for people that maybe, you know, went through and and didn't like where they found themselves a few years later. And the other part of this that you said, I knew I wanted to do public affairs. Absolutely. I think a lot of people associate the army with. Well, I'm not sure that I want to go beyond the front line somewhere. 
you knew exactly what you wanted to do, and there was a job opportunity for you to do that in the Army. 100%. And the biggest part was they said, hey, we'll pay back those student loans. And mm. I was like, well, sign me <laughs> up then. Um, that was deal. a that, that was a humongous deal for me. And like you said, the, the public affairs part, the job I knew that I wanted is I, I had already researched it. A lot of people don't do their research. Sure. So we tell, as a recruiter, we tell people, just come talk to us first. Doesn't have to be any pressure. We're not signing you up. Just come talk to us, and we, I mean, we can educate you on some things because we have so many other jobs than what people might know about. Yeah, I'll ask a younger generation, like, hey, what do you think we do? And they're like, do you get to spend time with your family? Do you get to go home? How many people have you shot? And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> right, right. This is not my... Sir, yeah. I am public affairs. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, so, okay, Staff Sergeant Jackie McKnight is with us here in studio as we uh, were celebrating the Army's birthday this week. You you were telling me some stories before you came in about some of the experiences that you had, um, and and what you were doing was not the same as what everybody else was necessarily doing. Can you share some of those experiences? Absolutely. Um, like I said, a lot of people think that you know a lot of our jobs they think is combat related. We have so many. We have vet technician jobs. We have X-ray techs. We have you know dental hygienist jobs. We have so many information technology jobs. I'm public affairs. I actually ran a radio station for an entire year in Korea. I had my own show from zero six, excuse me, from six a.m. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Right, we, <laughs> we know we know what you're saying. Yes, but it does make sense. Yeah. But we're used to the other way. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> from six a.m. to ten a.m. was called the morning hustle for an, a complete year. Played music, talked to people on the island, um, oh, excuse me, peninsula. Uh, told them about things that the Army was doing for them. People on the base needed some education on some stuff. So I had a great time for an entire year. So then when did and you run? Yeah, I was going to say. So I ran in the afternoon. Okay. Was it hot? <laughs> My God, how hot must it have been? We have gyms. You uh, know, I we guess have that's gyms. true. All right, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, you also made friends while you were out there because you were doing play-by-play and people really enjoyed your work. Uh, doing play-by-play while you know, you're... I made friends, made some enemies. You know, this gonna—they both come with the territory. So tell me, tell me about that part of it. Tell me about the enemies part. So I might. So have you got been. to do? Had you? It was play-by-play something that you always wanted to do. Um, actually, I was thrown into it, and I was okay. like, sure, why not? Because I don't really back down from any challenges. Sure. You know, we're in the army. Hold yeah, on. I mean, like, the, like to think, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. If, <laughs> if you're gonna be daunted by play-by-play. <laughs> It might not be the place for you to be. <laughs> so I, I just did play-by-play for one of the high schools there on the peninsula, um, the football game they had, and they weren't the best team. Um, I might have made a comment, hypothetically speaking, saying that if they were going backwards, they'd be MVPs, <laughs> like the entire team. <laughs> so this no. is a – I do a lot of play-by-play. So I'm, a, I'm the play-by-play voice at Loyola, and I'm the play-by-play guy out at Stevenson University as well. And I will pick up other side jobs – here and there, people will say, hey, would you like to come call a football game at Woodbury Forest School in Virginia? And I would say, well, not really like on my, it's not the first thing on my list of like bucket list accomplishments I need to do. And they're like, well, we have money. And I say, well, well then, I am available. It's a different conversation. So <laughs> I, I specifically went down to do a game, a football game at Woodbury Forest. And right before the game began, my, the producer came over to me and said, hey, hey, by the way, you need to, don't, don't be too critical. And I was like, well, I mean, it's high school kids. I'm not typically particularly critical i will say somebody might have missed a tackle or something like that but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna beat him up much over it said no but like really be careful uh these are all like the sons of senators like these are all like very powerful families don't, don't get anybody that come too to this hoity-toity <laughs> boarding school in the middle of rural virginia yeah. and i'm like oh 
He's like, you could make some powerful enemies. I'm like, all right. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you for giving me that heads up before the game started. Thank you for that being the case. I also did the, I was the play-by-play guy for the Cal Ripken World Series for a little while in Aberdeen, which is 12-year-olds playing baseball. And when you, even when they're the best 12-year-olds playing baseball, they're still 12-year-olds playing baseball. And so there would be like a pop fly to shallow center field that would just not be caught. Which is something and we'd never seen in Baltimore. The Orioles well, always correct. catch yeah, they the pop always Absolutely yeah. 100%. But, but this would happen at least once per game. Like at least there would be a very routine baseball play that would not be made. Because, again, these are 12-year-olds playing baseball. And I would say something like, uh, 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 pop fly, shallow center field, and Jones not able to make the play. And what I would want to say is, which is fine, he's 12. His life is still going to be okay. He can join the Army if he wants to one day. Bring he, him can, down. he can go to play-by-play of high school football in Korea. He can kiss a girl. He can drive a truck. Whatever he wants to do. But, you know, like that was what I would want to say in reaction to like describing the 12-year-old dropping the pop-up because he's a 12-year-old who is dropping a pop-up. Life will go on. Absolutely. That's... I didn't get that disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> I was not pre-warned. No one no told one gave me you that the, these yeah. were the children of very high-ranking <laughs> Army officials and right. officers and generals, and no one told me until the next day. Where <laughs> until it? they but told you. But it's okay. You. <laughs> you're still here with us. I you're made still, it. They didn't, they didn't say, sorry, you're out. Yeah, like, I, I made it. You know, we're a little tougher. You know, they developed some tough skin. I think I helped the kids out. <laughs> All right, what do people need to know? If if this is something that maybe has been on somebody's radar, that they're like, eh, you know, I don't know. I've, I've always thought about it, but I'm not sure if it's for me. There, the, the, the Baltimore Recruiting Battalion in particular I know is very active. We are everywhere around this area. What do people need to know specifically about the, the Baltimore Recruiting Battalion, how you can go about getting in touch, where they can connect with somebody to, to have more questions answered, and then broadly – what should people know about careers in the United States Army? Okay. The, the first thing I tell people is, had I known now what I knew, if I knew what, excuse me. I'm gonna yeah, other way around. If I had known then, Had I known then what I know now, I would have joined directly out of college. Mm. Directly out of college. And it's because I actually had a great recruiter. He is Master Sergeant Brown now. Um, I sat down with him. And he opened my eyes up to so many opportunities that I had no clue about. We have Army sports. We have student loan repayment. We have music. We have so many different were you ways. To, were you able to play after the knee injury? Were you able to participate in any of the Army uh, athletics? Yes. Actually, I play uh, post-level basketball. Shout out to the uh, Joint Base Meyer Henderson Hall Generals. Very cool. And my coach, Red. Very um, cool. Um, so we have – I'm guessing you're a four. Am I that correct? I am. A, I was a four All until right. um, November last year where I tore my ACL, MCL meniscus. Ooh. Okay. Is that yeah. is that the end of it? Is that Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Thirty four. It's yeah, over. There's no coming back from that at that point. I get that. I get that. Yeah, but we have sports. We have uh post level sports where each base will play against each other. We have tournaments. My team actually just went to Atlanta two weeks ago to play in a tournament. We have sports cool. that you can play. You have all army level sports where your job at that point can be to play sports for the army. We have all army basketball where they're overseas every now and then playing basketball, rugby, boxing, you name it, we have that. 
Uh, our buddy, we have a friend uh, who's going to the Olympics this year named Johnny Stefanowitz, who, like, his job was to wrestle for the Marines, if I remember correctly. Like, we, we have that? Yep. We do combativs, which is our fighting. I, I got to remember which one Johnny Stefanowitz was. He's, if he's awesome, he's probably Army. So. <laughs> yeah, okay, all right, fair enough. Fair Just enough. Yeah, all right, I'll, I'll, you know what, you're here. I'm going with that. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm going to your face? No, it was the Marine. Like, no, come on, man. So, I'm not stupid. We have so many. We have culinary competitions. Where people Shopped. are flown, to, for, <laughs> actually, kind of yes. Where they, people are flown in from overseas to compete in these That's competitions. Wild. We have a little bit of everything, like I said, and plus we have educational benefits as well. So if you do want to go to school, we can help pay for that. You don't have to take on that many student loans. We have so many opportunities that people don't know about because you know they they just know what their friends told them or some or they heard somewhere else. And I tell people, we have, uh, I think, 42 stations in the area. Hmm. Mondawmin Mall, I think it's very close to here. We have one there. We have them in D.C. We got them in Delaware. We have stations everywhere in our footprint. So just talk to us. And if you don't feel comfortable coming in and talk to us, go online. You can go to our Facebook pages. You can go to GoArmyBaltimore.com forward slash Baltimore. Name wait, wait, wait. Go Army, GoArmy.com forward go slash GoArmyBaltimore.com. Which one? Which GoArmy.com okay, forward slash Baltimore. Baltimore. Yes. Gotcha. And you can submit your information there and we'll contact you. We'll reach out to people all the time. We have Facebook pages where you can reach out, Instagram pages. You can Google us in your closest area, your nearest Army recruiting office in your whatever area that you're in. And there's going to be an office that pops up. You can call them. We're normal people. You know, we don't buy. I mean, well, unless unless you ask, I think, yeah. right? That's the. Uh, yeah. Well, we still don't. I don't think yeah. we do. Yeah. <laughs> We're normal people, and we just some of the things we try to do is just break down the barriers between us and what people think of us. Mm-hmm. I've had people like, "Oh my gosh, do you get to go home?" Well, yes, I get yeah, off. Right, at, right. I get off at five p.m., so I'm going home after that. Correct. <laughs> like I have a, jo- a job, I go do the job, and then I I go home, and then and I go home. That's the way that it works. I have Correct. an office. I have a cubicle. Yeah, right. <laughs> right now, it's life, <laughs> life is somewhat normal. Right? Yes, and it's all your experiences are going to be based off the job that you pick and the path that you take. Yep. But the first step is coming to talk to us. So I know that the Baltimore Recruiting Battalion also has a Facebook page that we people do. can check out as well. Just search Baltimore Recruiting Battalion. Baltimore Recruiting Battalion. We have a Go Army Baltimore. We have an Instagram page. We have a Twitter. Yes, we can tweet too. No. <laughs> I can barely do that for what it's Me worth. Me too. But I'm not great at it. Shout out to Emily, our social media manager. She <laughs> makes sure all those pages look really good. And I heard a rumor that uh, you guys are going to be out. We've been talking a lot about Tucker Fest on June 27th. I heard a rumor that you guys are going to be there hanging out and playing video games with everybody. And That's quite possible. We actually have a truck yep. that we drive around. It has uh, video game systems in it. Um, you can come over. You can play some video games. You can come talk to us so we can give you some information. Again, no pressure. We, we, we're normal people. We're not going to snatch you up and say, hey, you're throwing these boots right now. Yeah, right. Like, you're in. Congratulations. Yeah, it's not you, said, you said hello. You're in. That's the way it works. Sorry. <laughs> Should have read the fine print. We have a lot of people with a lot of questions. Yep. Just come ask us. Come talk to us. We will we'll help you out. And if you want to get start the process, we have some people, the recruiters, that will walk you every step of the way. I, I I love it, uh, Staff Sergeant. It's great to meet you. First of all, thank you. Uh, I I think we should have probably started by saying thank you for your service. That probably should have been the first thing we said. But hey, I got there eventually, and and that's not nothing. Um, uh, and again, we want everybody to go check out goarmy.com/baltimore to find out more information about uh, what a career in the army could mean for you, for maybe your kids, whoever it is, anybody who's thinking about it, just wants some more information. 
GoArmy.com slash Baltimore. Are you on social media that we can plug, that people can give you a follow? They can see me on uh, the GoArmy page, actually. Okay. I'm actually right. on the Go Army Baltimore page okay. because I, you know, we help put videos up there. We try to show what we do in our uh, – the office that I work in pretty much oversees all of the other offices. Shout out to uh, everyone in my office right now. Can I name drop? By yeah, all means. Yeah, yeah. A shout out to my bosses right now, of course, Sergeant Major Mignon. Yeah, uh, yeah you start there. That's a good place to start. We're going to start with yeah. the Sergeant Major, Master Sergeant Weston. We have a new Lieutenant Colonel who just came in. Um, who else? Emily Guerrero is our social media manager. Now Mark. you're at risk of forgetting some yeah, people. Oh, boy, I am. this is yeah. the danger. <laughs> this I get is, to the this office, is like when you're doing the awards speech and you're like, uh, uh, I should have written this down. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, it's going to be some problems. But you know what? I'm just going to take those push-ups if they come. I'm joking. No one's doing push-ups, I don't think. Please. Yeah. You're 34. Are we still doing this? Absolutely. Man. My uh, Man. my Master Sergeant right now, Master Sergeant Weston, he is a complete tank. Wow. <laughs> God bless. We pride ourselves on being All in right. shape. All right. All right. Uh, Staff Sergeant, thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us. Really, thank really you. Really enjoyed this. This is a lot of fun, man. And a happy birthday to the Army. Very happy birthday to the United belated, States Belated. A day belated, yeah, but and still. We'll take it. By, by all means, thank you. Yeah. Thank you to the United States Army for everything you do for us. Thank you. All right, we're going to grab a break. We'll come back in, wrap it up. We're in the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio Press Box. It is Glenn Clark Radio. Here it Watch out. For the first time, the PGA Tours FedEx Cup Playoffs is coming to Maryland. The top 70 players in the world converge on Kays Valley Golf Club for the 2021 BMW Championship, August 24th through 29th, 2021. Baltimore's iconic and challenging course provides the perfect test as the playoffs heat up. Tickets are now available. Don't miss your chance to watch the drama unfold. Visit BMWChampionship.com today. Glory Days Grill is celebrating their 25th anniversary this month, featuring their 12-ounce silver anniversary New York strip steak, the smoky thigh wings, a double bacon and cheddar burger, the strip steak sandwich, barbecue chicken bowl, and their silver anniversary turtle cheesecake. Toast to 25 more years with Glory Days Grill's silver anniversary IPA, brewed by Virginia-based brewery Devil's Backbone, and take home a commemorative glass. Celebrate by entering any of their three contests online, win a trip the Devil's Backbone Brewing Company, free wings, or lots of other great prizes. Enter online at glorydaysgrill.com slash 25th anniversary. The 25th anniversary menu is available through June 20th. Come in for great food, good sports, and family fun. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to C3America.com for a free analysis. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new tacomas from your local toyota dealer today for more than 100 years chesapeake employers insurance has been helping maryland businesses keep their workers safe with competitive pricing and an am best a minus financial strength rating it's no surprise that chesapeake employers is maryland's largest writer of workers comp insurance at the end of every workday someone's waiting for your safe return 
Connect with your agent or visit DEIWC.com. Baseball is back in full in 2021, and the bat around has got you covered from bell to bell. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and you can catch me along with my co-host, Zach Goodman, every Saturday morning from 10 to 12 on the bat around right here at Press Box Sports. We'll break down every win, every loss, and everything in between, plus tell you who we take to rake each week as the Orioles look to get back in the hunt and bring competitive baseball back to Baltimore. Catch us at PressBoxOnline.com slash TheBatAround or at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. That's the bat around every Saturday morning from 10 to 12 right here at Press Box sports it takes time to get rich flavorful coffee beans from the lush mountain regions of colombia and brazil to royal farms but less than a minute to get yourself a delicious hot cup of the finest and freshest coffee in the world because royal farms new swiss made coffee machines grind those rich flavorful coffee beans and brew them one magnificent cup at a time it's why royal farms makes the freshest and best coffee in the world real fresh real fast royal farms Redefine your skills, inspire change, and make a difference. The Army offers the new generation of youth the ability to be part of something bigger than themselves, while also improving who they will become individually. Soldiers have the ability to impact the world in many different ways. The Army supports humanitarian missions ranging from the COVID-19 response to natural and man-made disasters. Visit GoArmy.com forward slash Baltimore. This is Glenn Nothing but net. Thanks again to Staff Sergeant McKnight for stopping by. Uh, I guess I'm really going to have to do it. Apparently, I kept, like, I kept thinking, like, well, well, I'll just offer to do this, and then it'll get lost in the chain of command. Uh, apparently, he is the chain of command. So I'm going to have to go do this PT test at some point. My stupid mouth. Ha, ha, ha. If it isn't the consequences of my own actions. Uh, today's show brought to you by the. Ooh, this one's brought to you by Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Loop service center. Ask for Mobile One. Um, the Orioles have serious competition for trying to get. This is the pro, The Orioles have lost 16 straight games on the road, right? And you say to yourself, "Well, I got to feel pretty good about the chances of uh, getting the old number one pick next year." Uh, the funny thing about that is, they got serious competition. Some bad teams. And, like, historically bad. Aren't the Diamondbacks really the bad right Diamondbacks. now? The Diamondbacks. <laughs> the Orioles right now have the second worst record in baseball. Diamondbacks, a couple games clear of them. And Brian Powell just shared this. This came from Jared Carabas from uh, Barstool. Diamondbacks are 20-47. and 47. That's a 299 winning percentage. Yeah, that's a good batting average. Two, yeah, you know what? You're right about that. You feel very good at 299. The worst record in baseball by a three-game margin. They've lost. The Orioles have lost 16 straight road games. The Diamondbacks have lost 20 straight games on the road. Hmm. 20. It's not a competition. Straight Glenn. games on the road, and yet. But you should see them at home. And yet, this is the alarming number: the Diamondbacks have scored 28 more runs this season than the New York Yankees. This is a bit that Jerry Carabas does, where mm-hmm. he tries to make fun of the Yankees throughout the course of the year. So that that part, no, no it's cheeky good. Yeah, fun, right. Yeah. It's that's cheeky good fun. But it's a statement about the competition that the Orioles have for trying to get the number one I feel pick. Like Kettle Marte has been hurt a little bit this year, I think, as well. I'm not going to pretend like I paid any attention at all. Starling Marte was once the Diamondback as well. 
he's hurt also. Well, Starling Marte, was he the boss? They had both Martes, if I'm not mistaken. Really? Yeah. No, I, I believe you. I, I got to be honest with you. I don't stay on. T- I don't stay on top of my Martes the way that maybe I should. Um, but yeah, they bad. They're very, he's now a very bad. Marte, that is. But was he ever a Diamondback? I believe he was. I'm double. Well, you're not really. I'm looking not, it up. You're not Take really offering easy. anything to the conversation. He you're was indeed really. a Diamondback in 2020. Okay, there you go. I was unaware that uh, they had had, and, and they were both on the same team at the same time. Yes. Are they related? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so either. No. Uh, and somebody got in to do uh, from Chris. Chris said, "Glenn, it was great to hear Gil Brandt on the show. There are a few people in football that I respect more than I respect Gil Brandt." Did you understand what he was trying to say about Lamar not being coached up as a quarterback? I no. I didn't really understand what he was saying either. I don't. I wouldn't jump to thinking this is a Bill Polian thing. Yeah. I think it just might have been worded in a. It made it. It did make it difficult to understand. I did not feel as though it was him taking a shot at Lamar Jackson. So no. I I I'd have to go back and listen to that again. And I, I didn't tweet it because it was like I. I had a I, feeling there was something being lost in translation. And, and also, and I got to be honest with you, part of that is also I, I, I do give deference to someone who's 89 years old that might have said one thing that, you know what I mean? Like, I, I wasn't going to, to grill an 89 year old man. I, there's no track record of Gil Brandt no. trashing Lamar Jackson. Um, somebody, I mean, look, there's still, look, elephant in the room about this quarterback discussion is. Most critics of Lamar Jackson criticize Lamar Jackson based upon what the old definition of a quarterback is. Correct. Um, I'm not saying that's but, where Gil Brandt was coming from, but his, but his there, immense but experience in football is... But I do think, I do think is, that it's mesh, and we've talked about this before. There is fair criticism of Lamar. The problem is not, we... He needs to be better as a passer. Right. We, we get defensive about all criticism of Lamar Jackson because the worst of it is so yeah. baseless and ridiculous. But it doesn't mean that there isn't... Fair criticism for Lamar Jackson as far in the context of the best quarterbacks in football. Let if we're doing a bit where we try to pretend like Lamar Jackson stinks, that's not that's not a thing. But in the context of what separates him from other best quarterbacks in football, correct, there is room in which you can critique his game, and particularly, you know, the outside throwing, some specific things. That can still improve as a passer. He's like twenty-four years old. Yeah. But by the way, I I I'd still I like him on my team. I'm glad he's the quarterback here. I want to make that very clear. Um. Um. Apparently, Polian said something else recently that got people worked up. Uh. What did he say? He said, "Uh, I'm not sure Lamar Jackson has any excuses now. He's an instant touchdown if you miss the line of scrimmage." I'm not really sure That's what not even really a criticism. Yeah, it's just more so that this is a big year for Lamar Jackson, which is, I but, think, kind of obvious. But I'm not sure that Lamar Jackson has any excuses now. Why? I think he means the, the receivers that they've added. And well, understandably, I, but, but, like, but I, I got to be right. And I'm, I, I one, I'm going to say I. We don't know that Rashad Bateman wanna, is the answer. I want right? to make like, that clear. I think we are over. Whenever the Ravens add, we've done this historically. Whenever the Ravens have added any wide receiver, we've oversold. Well, now they've addressed wide receiver. If you think that Sammy Watkins should be the measurement by which Lamar Jackson, we define Lamar Jackson, get the F out of here. My God. This thing where because we've heard of somebody. It's crazy that Watkins only just turned 28. It's really yeah, crazy. It does feel like he's been around for, for an eternity. Um, and he was younger when he came of in, course. I know. But like, like this bit where we try to pretend like these guys are something they're not because we've heard of them, because we're familiar with their names, is a bad bit. 
Rashad Bateman might prove to be an out. I love Rashad Bateman. If the right? Ravens have answered the receiver question, it's because of Bateman and not because of Watkins. Correct. There's no doubt about that. But Rashad Bateman's still a rookie wide receiver in the NFL who was drafted late in the first round. Yeah. The notion I would feel that, that way are, that he's saying if they had traded for Julio. We are trying to compare what the Ravens have done to DeAndre Hopkins a year ago in Arizona or Stephon Diggs in Buffalo, and that's a joke until proven otherwise, until Rashad Bateman proves to be that, that good, respect, yes. right? If he ends up being that good, then we can have that conversation then. Which, by the way, it kind of if he ends up being that good, it's probably because he and Lamar Jackson. Yes, I don't think there's going to be a Lamar right. Jackson uh, debate at that right. point, right? Um, but the point being, like this thing where we just want to try to say, well, the Ravens went out and did everything they could. No, the Ravens went out and did something. And they had to because they literally didn't have the personnel on the roster. They had to go get somebody. And they may but, have fixed it. And and we maybe maybe Rashad Bateman will prove to be that and good. And Tylen Wallace will be you know the perhaps and there might be there might be a, a second year step right. forward for Devin Duvernay. But the notion of us suddenly saying the Ravens have put together this great complete wide receiver core. It might be fair to say they've invested as much draft capital in it as any ever. Right, like this is the most. If you're just saying totality of draft, of draft picks, yes. two first round receivers, another day it was day three, but he was a day two player. People thought. For yeah, a while. but that's you know, we're but still you get what I'm saying, we're right? squinting a little bit. There's there. a you know there's. It used to be an assortment of guys. Now it's guys you have reason to hope about. Yes, right? I'm glad the Ravens have have used draft picks at wide receiver. I think it's a very good thing. I would have preferred for them to have had Julio Jones too. Sure. I mean, like that to me is the now there. You know, now there's no excuses. No, this right? is, well, this I mean, group still needs to prove it. Like this, this group of guys might be a good. This might prove to be a good wide receiver core. But the notion that we're saying that in July or in June. Of the year before Rashad Bateman has or ever that played the an NFL snap is now only on Lamar Jackson. Isn't it's yeah. absurd? It's it's not just wrong; it's ridiculous, and it's something that we should stop immediately. The Ravens have done something, and that's a good thing. But the notion that they've given Lamar Jackson, they've solved the wide receiver problem. No, no, maybe. Let me take maybe, maybe they have. We'll find out. Maybe. But that there is such an overwhelming totality of evidence that they have? No. No. That does not exist because we've heard of Sammy Watkins before. That does not exist because they took a late first-round pick. That's fair. They have two first-round receivers in this group, and that's something that, as Ravens fans, I'm thankful for. Right? I I want want them to be investing in the position. But again, none of us think that Hollywood Brown is a... a, Upper echelon NFL wide receiver. It's a subjective sort of. No, we think upper echelon. I don't know how you define that. He's a. He's a. We think he's he's better than the average wide receiver. We think he's better than the average wide receiver. receiver. But useful receiver. None of us are putting Marquise Brown in the list of the top 15, 20 NFL wide receivers. That's not a thing. I don't know exactly where he would show up on that list. And it's you know. Could he we th- produce we in such a capacity? Maybe. Like maybe th- in another team he could have those numbers where it's like this guy's a 1,300-yard receiver. Yeah, I mean, but that's uh, by numbers alone. I still think like Justin Jefferson's success wasn't just based on numbers. No. It was because we saw what he could do. Of course. But look, we, the Ravens' offense has not been conducive for production at receiver. Oh, now yeah. things could change, and we'll yeah. see how that all goes. But the chicken or the egg thing, the, the receivers need to earn the respect. And so that you. remains to be seen. I hear you. All right, uh, today's show also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Whether your focus 
Is luxury and comfort, or perhaps it's convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling? We've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Tidbit brought to you by Window Nation. They've got an amazing offer for you right now with Window Nation. 50% off all styles of windows. No matter what it is that you're looking for, 50% off. And there's no limit to that. It's not like, hey, if you buy 12, you get 50% off. 50% off all styles of windows. Yeah, but Glenn, it's been a tough year, man. And I like I know that's a good offer, but I I just don't really have the money to spend right now. What's well, interesting you should say that, Charles? Because I got something for you. Well, Window Nation does anyway. No money down. Not a cent. No payments. No interest. No catch for 2 full years 24 months two full years it's an unbelievable deal i don't know how they can offer it 866-90-NATION or windownation.com tell them glenn clark sent you window nation the perfect fit tidbit of the day talk a little basketball basket now your sons of course have advanced to not the not graham and sam finals. but the phoenix no, correct yes uh, did you know that since 1984, when the playoffs expanded to 16 teams, your Phoenix Suns are the first and only team to knock out both of the previous year's conference finalists in the first two rounds? Uh, I obviously knew that. I don't think you did. So, fun fact right there, I mean, of course. I, I was aware that the Lakers and Nuggets met in the Western Conference Finals no, last not, year, but I didn't think about it. not lie to each other. Uh, of course, the Trey Young is on the Hawks, not in the Western Conference, Eastern Conference. They did He's good. even the series against the Sixers. That did happen. He became the first player to record at least 25 points and 18 assists in a playoff game since 1991 when Tim Hardaway put up This doesn't seem like such absurd numbers, numbers that it should have been that I agree. long, right? I agree. So... Now for, you know, that side of things. Kawhi and Paul George actually both playing well, which is interesting it's, considering Paul George hasn't played yeah, well in the, rare in the in a long season, time. Yeah. Uh, they became the fifth duo since 76-77 when the merger happened to have scored 30 points each in back-to-back playoff games. Now, for part one of the trivia, if you want to do part yeah. two, we'll see. Can you name the other four since, duos? Okay, so since when? Since the merger in 76. 76. 30 points. For both players in back-to-back back playoff, back playoff games. Back-to-back playoff games. Um, uh, d- uh, LeBron and Dwayne Wade. No. Does any of them involve LeBron? Yeah, but let's not do this cop-out so early. No, you no, can name it's 12, duos. It's 12-12. You want to be here until 1230? That's always happens anyway. I know, but I would rather not if we could avoid what, it. You want to get me out of here? I, I Sometimes you ask for that. I don't have anywhere to be right now. Uh, okay, so you just want to stay. Uh, LeBron and Anthony Davis. No. LeBron and Chris Bosh. No. LeBron and uh, Kyrie Irving. That is correct, 2017. Any other LeBron combinations? No. Okay. Uh, a Michael Jordan combination? Michael and Scotty. Yes, please. Okay. Thank you. 1992. Uh, uh, a, a, uh, Tim Duncan? No. Anything involving uh, James Harden? Nope. Anything involving Kevin Durant? Nope. Anything involving Steph Curry? Nope. Anything involving Clyde Drexler? Sure. Drexler and Barkley? No. 
Drexler and Olajuwon. 95. Anything involving Shaq? Maybe. Shaq and Penny. <laughs> no. Shaq and Kobe. Yeah. 20, 20, 20, I, wanted, I wanted it to be Penny is really what that was. <laughs> I really wanted it to be Penny. All right. That was too easy. Okay. So, there are eight teams since 1980. These are college teams. Oh. With multiple number one overall picks. This is in basketball? Yes. Okay. Name this, them. Why did this come up? I don't know. It's, it's, the NBA draft is some time away. I'm aware. There yeah. are two of the players, I think the only number one overall picks in the playoffs currently. Both are alma maters of the teams. The only number one overall picks in the playoffs currently. Actually, that's not true. I lied because I forgot about Aiton, so take that back. Uh, that's true. He was a number overall pick, and he is still in the playoffs. Uh, okay, so uh, uh, Duke. Three for Duke. One of two with three. Um, uh, Carolina. No. Oh, well, that's how I lied. Yeah, they did. They're two. not currently in the playoffs. Yeah, like, I, I get that, but. Uh, North Carolina. The issue is it was read as spelled out as North Carolina, and I was used to seeing it as UNC. UNC. So, yeah. that's, <laughs> not, that's not great. Um, Kentucky. Three for Kentucky. The other one, three. Uh, who else has had. I'm trying to think of the number one picks. I don't think it. I don't, I don't think UNLV had another one. Uh, maybe they did. UNLV. UNLV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Danny Manning and well, UNLV definitely did not have Danny he was Manning. Ohio Danny State, Manning wasn't he? No, Danny Manning was Kansas. Holy crap! So who's UNLV's? UNLV would have been uh, uh what's his face a couple years ago, um, Bennett. Oof. And then um, <laughs> easy to forget that one. And then back in the it would have been uh Larry Johnson. Okay, would have been okay. UNLV as well. UNLV is indeed. Anthony Bennett, good God. Yeah. Well, that's the funny thing is that was the first one I thought of. S- uh, Simmons, L- LSU, Shaq, L- LSU. LSU, yeah. indeed. Those are the two that I was speaking of in the playoffs. How many more are there? You are missing one, two, three. The funny thing is I can't think of a second one, but I'll just say Kansas. Kansas is indeed Who else? Oh, I guess list. Danny Manning would have been the other one. You're welcome. Damn it. I should have said that before. Maryland never had another one. They had one. They are not. Um, Joe Smith, the only one. Syracuse. No. One of these I would, you know, makes sense. I could name both the guys, but the other one I would have to think hard about who they were. Michigan. Nope. Michigan State. Nope. Georgetown. Indeed. Ewing Allen and Iverson. Iverson, yep. yeah. Okay. And I genuinely don't know who these would be for this team, but yeah, this okay. is the last one. Okay. The other one would be. The other one would be Cincinnati at Kenyon Martin. Cincinnati? Not Cincinnati. Uh, Ohio State? No. They had Greg Oden. Yeah, barely. Memphis. Incorrect. This was recent. Uh, it was at Georgia? No. It's been a little while since this team had a number one overall pick. A little while since this team had a number one overall pick. How long is a little while? Houston. Not Houston. Uh, NC State. Not NC State. Been since the 90s. Indiana. No. Fuck. 
But Purdue? It is indeed Purdue. In 1980. Glenn, Rob- Glenn Robinson Glenn was. Robinson who was? Would it have been 1980? Joe Barry Carroll. I don't even know who that is. I'm going to be honest with you. Center from Purdue was drafted first overall by the Warriors right. in right. 1980. Very good. Tidbit was also brought to you today by the BMW Championship. Give the gift of golf. This, by the way, does Drew get into that? Like, if he wins the U.S., and I guess I don't think it works that You're way. You're also asking me no, as if top, I have an answer. No, it's top seventy on the the PJ money list. It, you can't you can't qualify for that in any other sort of way. Uh, give the gift of golf this Father's Day. Tickets to the 2021 BMW Championship in Baltimore are available now. BMWChampionship.com is how you get them. It's going to be an amazing weekend out at Caves, and we want to support that event so it becomes a regular thing moving forward with the significant golf here in Baltimore. Tubular is brought to you by Tucker Fest. We were just talking with the staff sergeant. The Army's going to be there for you to play some video games. It's a free family fun event. Tucker Fest on June 27th at Jerry's Toyota um, with a cornhole tournament, live music, Joey Harkman, Dave Teeth, food trucks, dunk tank. Jeremy Kahn's going to be there getting the dunk tank. And the greatest kicker of all time is also going to be there, too. Now, you got to get meet-and-greet passes to be able to hang out with Justin Tucker. That part, you got to get, you got to take care of that now. You can't just show up. you got to go get them right now at great8smemorabilia.com. That's the number eight, great8smemorabilia.com for your meet-and-greet passes with Justin Tucker. The money is going to the Brigance Brigade. It's going to be an amazing day, June 27th, at Jerry's Toyota for Tucker Fest. Here's what's coming up right now. They're playing. Uh, they're playing some soccer on ESPN. That's what's up uh, in uh, in the studio. I uh, made the mistake of. Oh, I had a really bad betting day yesterday. Not only did Jeremy miss badly, um, but I also got. I told you the Brubaker pitched well. Right? I hear you. He did well. They well enough. Either, yeah, well enough yeah. is what happened. Um, not only did that happen, but uh, I got froggy and threw some money on Spain yesterday mm. and they finished in a scoreless draw with Sweden. Mm. Couldn't score an effing goal. They had about eight chances in the final. But isn't that kind of just you being like it's Spain. Oh, yeah. They've got to be it's good. Exactly. I well no, 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 no. I mean it's I know they're good. Who's they're their best player right now. They're definitely good. I couldn't tell you that. Yeah. Couldn't tell you that. Um like they don't have a star. Like they don't have no, one of the star stars not, in the world. This is not right like now. David right. Villa. Right. right. It's not like that. Um, anyway, soccer right now, Hungary, Portugal uh, on ESPN. And then later it's France, Germany at three. That's the big one. That's yeah. the one everybody's been talking about. Uh, Mbappe, obviously, and company. Him and uh, Benzema are having some arguments internally. Oh, yeah. oh well, it could be. In- so you're saying I should go throw a few bucks on Germany? Is that <laughs> what you're saying here? Not what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, Cubs, Mets, tonight at seven on ESPN. Orioles, Indians, seven on Masson, two. Matt Harvey and Cal Quantrill, the pitching matchup. Masson's got uh, Pirates Nationals at seven. MLB Network, Phillies-Dodgers at 10. TNT for Bucks-Nets, Game 5 at 8.30. No Kyrie tonight for the Nets in Game 5. Or Harden, I believe. I believe they are both out. Uh, yes, I do believe that that's, that is. Well, Harden's been out. But I think been, there was some hope that maybe he could return, and it's since been squashed. Yeah, I think that was a, still considered a bit of a long shot for Game 5. Uh, but, again, they'd have to – got to beat him tw- two more times if you're Milwaukee, and so if they can return still, for Game 6. Yeah. No, no doubt. It's very interesting. Uh, NBCSN Islanders Lightning Game 2 at 8. ESPN 2, Chicago Sky, Minnesota Lynx at 9. NBC, the U.S. Swimming Trials continue at 8. I know uh, Chase Kalish is back in the pool. He's got two more events, uh, but he has already qualified for the Olympics. Uh, Coverage begins on NBCSN at 6.30, moves to NBC at 8. WWE NXT at 8 on the USA Network. Some non-sports highlights? Non-sports chops, 9 o'clock Food Network. Good times. Um... Paul Rabel's on Seth Meyers. Yeah, I saw he's going to go to Seth Meyers. They're going to try to teach Seth Meyers how to make a behind-the-back uh, 
shot. Sure. He'll shoot behind his back or pass behind his well, back. There you go. Good, good for Paul Rabel. Yeah, that's that's a, obviously a very good thing for Publicity, lacrosse as yes. a whole. Yes. Owen Wilson is on Kimmel. Also Spice featuring Sean Paul and Shaggy. I've been waiting for this moment. Kimmel. This is a moment I've been waiting for. Uh, Martin Short's on Conan. Stuff and things. Check it all out. GlennClarkRadio.com. Betty Gilpin is on Kimmel tonight, too. She was wonderful on Glow. I loved her on Glow. I'm really mad that the pandemic wiped out the final season of Glow. That makes me very pissed, but it's what it is. I, apparently, other people had bigger problems. I, I don't know what they possibly could be. That was pretty significant. My buddy, uh, so we got a final episode of Only Slams that's available now. Uh, search for Only Slams on SoundCloud, and um, I'll pin it up on our, our page. So Greg Rosenthal said... Um, He's he's bummed. He I did not know his wife is Japanese. They were going to go to the Olympics, mm. and he had tickets for the tennis at the Olympics. Mm. And he's like, "Yep, that ain't happening." And he's mm. like, "I guess I shouldn't be complaining about that, considering everything going on sure, in the world." Sure. But like, it's still pretty heartbreaking. It's still pretty heartbreaking. Are they not allowing outside? No. Yeah. Nope. No fans. No fans. Yeah. It's Japan is Japan not, is not in a good place. I know that. Not yeah. done well. Yeah. Like they every day, somebody else is still calling for the Olympics to be canceled. Yeah. But at this point, they're just sort of saying, "The hell with it. We're doing it." You know, we're not we're not doing that. All right. Thanks to uh, oh uh, today, uh, Tubular was also brought to you today by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. Four one zero four zero one nine seven nine seven or C3 America dot com for your free analysis. Thanks to Staff Sergeant Jackie McKnight. Thanks also to Gil Brandt. Thanks to our buddy RDT, Eric Arditi from Barstool Sports. And thanks as well today to Jim Callis from uh, MLB Pipeline and MLB Network. We'll get all of it up in the greatest hits section of the Archives. tab at glennclarkradio.com. Uh, L. John Wertheim. Yeah, John Wertheim is going to join us tomorrow. I, I know he's joining us to talk about a book, um, but I'm going to talk to him about tennis. That He was over in Paris. He was... Covering the French Open for the Tennis Channel, he's one of the the, the great tennis journalists of all time. Um, so we'll, we're going to talk about tennis the way it goes. But I know he's got, and I'm sure it's a wonderful book. I've read quite a few of his books. If you've never read his um, uh, book about the uh, infamous Nadal uh, Federer Wimbledon final, uh, it's called Strokes of Genius. It's one of the greatest things I've ever read in my life. I believe Nate Ebner as well, correct? Yeah, former. Uh, right, is he still with the Patriots, Nate Ebner? I don't know. I, you know, it's a funny thing. I don't know. He's also got a book out. We're doing a lot of books tomorrow. Indeed. Um, Nate Ebner is not currently with the Patriots. He's currently with no one, mm -hmm. but um, spent uh, eight years with the Patriots, also competed in the Olympics in rugby. Fascinating dude. We're going to talk to Nate Ebner as well. Senior golf star, Drew yeah, Forrester. Yeah, Drew Forrester, who we actually... Have something to talk We're about. We're basically interviewing him tomorrow. It's a really weird bit, man. Uh, but we'll talk to Drew about making the U.S. Senior Open Stuff tomorrow as things. well. Stuff and things. Thanks to everybody at Pressbox. All of our great sponsors and partners, including... Our friends at the U.S. Army, Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, Royal Farms, Chesapeake Employers Insurance, Exxon Mobil, K&S Automotive, C3 American Exteriors, Great Eights Memorabilia, Sports and Social MD, the BMW Championship, Bradley and Nikki Bozeman Foundation, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Kyle Ottenheimer, Sad Lonely Man. Follow him on Twitter, at Ottenheimer. Thanks to Jack Lebo. Follow him. Don't follow him on Twitter because he doesn't want you to. He doesn't, he doesn't do anything with it. But follow us on Twitter because he's working on our Twitter. So do that. Have a great Tuesday evening. Oh, I guess I should say we're at Glenn Clark Radio. I, I should say that. Have a great Tuesday evening. Go Birds. Go Chase Kalish. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too.